Welcome, uh, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Loss of Lieutenant. You're joined by our hosts, uh, Nick, that's me. We've got, uh, got Kev. Hello. And we're also joined by Jacob today. I'm back. That's right. Now, um, all, all returned from, uh, from our intrepid adventures to our nation's great capital, Canberra, for the, uh, the, the national tournament of CanCon. And we've got a very special guest today to, uh, who would like to welcome to the, uh, to the podcast for, for today's episode, uh, Rid Sullivan, who was the, uh, what, what would we call you? The, the head executive tournament, a TO for, for CanCon. I was the TO on the day. That's right. Sorry. Golf claps. There was, <laughs> Woo! there was a crew of a crew of five guys behind the scenes with uh, two TOs on the day. Yeah, and you were the most important because you're the one who's joined us today. So oh. thank you, thank you, Red. That's right, because I'm the local one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very well done, Red. Really well run tournament, especially for the first tournament you've ever attended was the one you were running. That's right. So and uh, it was the biggest one I could find at the time. Yeah, <laughs> it really did run like butter. I didn't. There was nothing that went wrong. Every round started on time, and the lists were up. Nothing that we noticed. The 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 rounds were up. But the drama behind the scenes. Oh, that's why we've brought Brit on Brit on board, oh, yeah. so that we can get all the goss, find out all the uh, absolutely everything that uh, that, that all of our listeners, right yeah, no. anything that all no. of our listeners could possibly want to know. Rid's going to answer those questions for that's us. That's right. So. Maybe exactly. <laughs> and I'll just put a little uh, disclaimer uh, before we start this episode properly: is we've got four people uh, and three mics, so currently Jacob and Red are sharing one. Uh, hopefully we can clear this up post-production, but I mean, these are the two loudest people in the room, so we should be all right. Yeah, yeah. we should be sweet. I mean, and Jake, Jacob's fairly used to sharing things. If I remember correctly, you were sharing a bed with Julian. At no, 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 no. So. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> is there a bed, bed big enough to hold both of you? Probably not, considering the way Julian slept. No, I slept on an air mattress on the floor. <laughs> it was actually... You're su- so lucky Julian's not here. Su- super sadly... Um, some of the best sleep I've had in ages is on a mattress on a tiny, oh, it was an entire room that could fit probably in, you could fit two of those rooms in any of our bedrooms. Mate, we, we caught up at the pub after after it was all done and dusted at uh, one of the local Irish pubs in Canberra and uh, all the pretty much all the Victorians turned up and it was really great. But uh, I remember the only thing that you wanted to talk about you didn't want to talk about the games at all. The only thing you wanted to talk about was how good the sleep was that you'd been having <laughs> while, while you were in Canberra. I don't so. believe that happened at all. <laughs> That's 100%. I, I, was def- I, I was definitely, there was a big infinity conversation that was happening and I tried my hardest. I just, I, I spoke to the girlfriends that were there because I knew that I could find something else other than infinity. Yeah. So I guess to give you, to give, uh, to give our listeners a bit, not bit of an idea on the format of today's episode, we're not going to do a, like a blow by blow, uh, recap of all our, our, all our games and, and the rounds and that sort of thing where we're, we're going to talk about some highlights of the weekend. Um, some, uh, how, how we went, I suppose, and, uh, key learnings, that sort of thing, what we really took away from from the from the weekend <laughs> yeah okay sure no, yeah start. yeah well you, you you were the highest placed out of all three of us in the room so why don't you go first uh, right. yeah jacob um, tell us about your weekend uh, first off first off where did you what was your final position i came seventh 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 so it was my first can con so to say that i was a um black oh, what's, what's the saying black sheep but the saying is nobody expected you to finish in the top 10, let alone 
That oh no, you're a dark horse. So you were a dark horse. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially considering that I was Ooh. playing um, steel, steel phalanx, which can go really well and can go really bad. It depends on a lot of stuff. But yeah, but that's um, also what you've been playing since you started, pretty much. So it's a, it's not a bad thing it, to do. You couldn't say it's not a faction. It's a faction that you didn't know well. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 absolutely not. We're very and good with it. The, the the aim was especially when we started doing Road to CanCon and everybody was playing really seriously to get ready ready for CanCon is. I am going to take Steel Phalanx as far as I possibly can with the goal of getting two, at least two wins, didn't care if they were major or minor, at CanCon. Didn't really expect to end up briefly for about two hours second um, on the top table uh, playing... Uh, uh, playing the eventual winner? Yeah. Um, definitely... Um, expect that so that was great and it was my my first cancon and it meant it meant that i had an even better a better weekend that i could have possibly imagined the there was someone was smiling on me that weekend because uh one thing i don't know i feel we should mention is we were all prepared to sweat and just roll around in our own filth for five six hours speak of for yourself i forgot that kev doesn't sweat <laughs> oh no i definitely um, saturday he was melting mate and uh-huh. sitting in the car with the aircon on so uh-huh. yeah. well that, that was the saturday that, that was, was the before saturday. we started which was well yeah, glad that we didn't start saturday yeah. some of us had started by then mm. yeah but you were melting in the car mate so um, thank you, thank you, Red. Yes, you're welcome. It was, <laughs> um, but we got super, super, super lucky because on Saturday it rained. It continued to rain. It was actually really cool, uh, as of temperature wise. It was far more pleasant than we were prepared for. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I got hand towels to bring. I didn't have to use them. Um, anyway, so my first round uh, was against uh, Benedict Wilcott. I think his name was Wanacott. Oh, sorry, Wanacott. Wanacott. Thank you. Um, Where is he from? Queensland. Queensland. Central um, Queensland. And I actually actually went up to BrizCon some time ago. I played him before. He was playing uh, TAC. Um, and we were playing Supremacy. Mm-hmm. That was the first um, round. And I think, and I actually ended up playing on the table that was brought down from House of War in Victoria. We all played on that table then. Because yeah, Kevin, we, Kevin yeah. and I had round three on that ah. same table. Yeah. Um, Beautiful table. Yeah. Um... And I, in that round, I think I, it paired really well in my favor. I had a lot of answers to his stuff. He, he didn't have a whole lot of answers to the Steel Phalanx ODD. Not enough templates, not enough MSV. Yeah, and I, I had I had sort of gotten ready for a lot of impetuous orders and irregular orders because I thought there would be a lot, a lot of tack um, considering how new they were. Um, so I was able to take advantage of his impetuous orders, put wounds on um, uh, models really early. Um, and then the, there was uh, one point, probably the highlight of the game, at least for me, where he charged an Antipodes squad through the middle of my uh, four-man Enomatakos team, um, not into the Link team leader, uh, who was, uh, they charged Machion, which allowed me to drop Machion out of the Link team and 
put four templates into his entire Antipode. So when you squad. say he dropped him out of the link team, he his ARO was different to yeah, what the link was. Yeah, he was close combat. Okay. Um, I had plenty of command tokens. I was just going to flip hey, one and back in. Just sorry, sorry to interrupt. Just would you really quickly like just to go over what that list, what the list that you took to CanCon was, yeah. just to give our listeners an idea of what you're actually running. Yeah. So um, I, I ran two lists, but one list I used for four rounds. It was Hector as uh, my lieutenant, leading an Enomatakos, a four-man Enomatakos team of Machion, a boarding shotgun Myrmidon, and a chain rifle uh, Myrmidon. Then a three-man Enomatakos team with Ajax, a officer with boarding shotgun and eclipse grenades, and a Spitfire Myrmidon in the other one. Then a forward observing uh, th- uh, Thrakatai. Uh, just in case, especially for supremacy, if I got uh, what was it called, uh, mapping or one of the Intelcom cards, I got you two, two objectives. Points, yeah. And then uh, a war core because so many, uh, so many of the, uh, so so many of the missions had um, Xenotechs and war cores are just the best thing for throwing Xenotechs down the field because mm. it costs three points. You have to use the order anyway, so it may as well be irregular. Um. That's and nine. Yeah. And what's your tenth? Was it limited limited insertion you're running? Okay. Oh, uh, uh, give him a sniper. Okay. I give him a maximum with a multi sniper. Multi sniper. So that was a uh, limited insertion for both lists. Yes. Yeah, limited okay. insertion cool. for both both lists. Cool. Um, the, the the other list I'll go over well, when we get to the round that I did end up using it. Um, and yeah, it, the preparation just taught me to. Make sure they concentrated on objectives. Don't let that red veil fall and go for um, go for the kills. I just captured mm-hmm. the um, okay, just captured the zones. Focused on getting my classifiers and came out with a nine-one win. So I got a, a um, I got a major victory in my first round, which for I feel a lot of the Victorians. Um, <laughs> was unique because you guys none of us won and you guys decided to grudge a whole bunch of very good players um <laughs> yeah um and i just went to camp i think it's quite hard to get a 9-1 victory in supremacy unless you're rolling your opponent like so supremacy i mean we've talked about supremacy so much over the past mm. couple of weeks or months because of so, all the talk we've done about leading up to cancon and supremacy being round one you really want to jump in start start off strong with the tournament um as a mission sure it's it's a lot different to what it used to be supremacy last season was a lot easier to get more points in this season uh i think you, you would see wins to be closer to minor wins rather than majors in saying that there is what 12 points up for grabs total so mm-hmm. even that like even though you can max out at 10 there is a possibility to get up to 12 in there if you get the three points uh, sorry the three nodes and get an extra point for your um for your classified objective yeah. with the circle on with this with That's the world true. on yeah. it yeah and um and all those things so so while it while it is tricky um i think the the main way to get that major victory and what we probably saw in some of the games that people did get at majors is not focusing on dominating the sectors sure you want to dominate your two sectors but always making sure that you're dominating a sector that's got your xenotech in it and also going for the other parts that you can get points from 
rather than focusing on having more zones than your opponent. And, yeah. and, and still Phalanx has a, is really good at pushing a certain point in, your, um, in their, their deployment and punishing that area. So for um, something like Supremacy, I, w I was able to push one of his quadrants and just tow uh, Ajax in, hide him. I just left him, uh, I left him there for the game. Had one zone that he was going to have difficulty getting to and had just a little bit of, uh, like a few dudes, a few bottles in it. And one zone, which is my four-man team, that was pushing really hard to keep the zone that I knew he would be attacking from. Yeah. And just for, just really, sorry, just really briefly, what what did the attack player have? Uh, he had a lot of uh, ambush camo tokens. He had Vasily with a T2 sniper rifle. Um, had squad of antipodes, two dog warriors, or their equivalent of dog warriors. I think they mm -hmm. called something else. Not dog um, warriors, yeah. Is it? Oh yeah. Yeah, the ones with three wounds. No, the antipodes. No, no, the, it was it was the dog warriors, the ones that transform. Yeah. Straight. No, 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 dog warriors. They're that's the name. Warriors? Yeah, I need yeah. to take notes on this because I'll be playing tax. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Antipode squad. I think the oddest party had was um, engineer Do <laughs> the dozer and uh, had a, um, a tractor mule, like oh, okay. uh, which is one thing he forgot because he did forward observe Ajax and could have. Oh uh, yeah, Katusha yeah. him. Katusha him. He, he, yeah. I, I didn't know, and he, will complete, you. he completely forgot. Okay, so, so one one question I did have for you, um, Jacob, taking limited insertion mm -hmm. to a tournament that's got two missions that are specifically quadrant or very focused on quadrant mm -hmm. control, being supremacy and frontline. Yeah. How did you deal with only having ten models on the board? when you have to spread them out so much to have points in the sectors? Well, like I said, I mentioned before, just tow, towing, into, towing into zones. You have to secure one where you can maybe leave... I had the Thrakatai, the forward observer, for, uh, get him up into a zone and make sure that I can defend it such that I can keep that zone safe with one or two models. Okay, so you're you're sort of you're tr you're uh, acting in a way that you're really, I guess, dominating your you want to be dominating your opponent rather than controlling where they can go with your key pieces so that they can't get the points into yeah. into the I also zones. I also went second um, in in that in supremacy. Yeah, I, I went uh, second in that one because I, I won the lieutenant roll off. And you nominated deployment. Deployment second, um, so I, I had the, I had that advantage. So you, yeah, so you, for me. you chose the site. And what was the, what was the table like? Uh, it was it, the, the the hairiest part for me was the deployment zone. Fine, it pretty much had sort of a wall I could um, that I could deploy on. But there is a there's a jump where you get down from the this uh, raised platform. That was a that was the hairy part. Uh, but once I got to there, I had plenty of cover. Everything was, sh everything was short range, and that's where Steel Phalanx shines. Sure. So I, I guess in, in overall, I mean that was your round one. I mean, like we said, we don't want to jump into a deep dive into each round. Yeah. But overall, key learnings from the from the tournament. It it, it definitely reinforced um, for the tournament or just that round. No, the all that round or the or the or overall. What do you? Um, I, I suppose a lot of it is 
just knowing the strength of your army and not trying to do something that they're mediocre or bad bad at. Throughout the entire tournament, I tried to make sure if you if, if you're playing Steel Fangs and you're not fighting in your good range bands, you're not playing them right. Because the ODD will only take you so far. Mm. Um, your guys are good shots, not great shots. I think that goes for every army, but that's that's what I try to do. I try to learn how to play Steel Fangs as much as I could and then see how all that learning went in Cancun. Yeah. As as the as the weekend progressed, you were at the, coming into round 5, you're on top table yeah. at playing against Lockie Carter who was the eventual winner of the mm. whole tournament. Um I was uh, my game finished fairly quickly um cuz we'll get on <laughs> we'll get on to that um when we talk about that, but um so I looked. I managed to look over because you were just a few tables behind where I was, and yeah. even halfway through the game, there was a crowd of half a thousand people I, watching that game. I honest, I honestly did. I noticed probably the four people immediately to immediately to my left, which was uh, I think one of the other tos and a couple of other people. I was did did the did the pressure of that? I said I have I, an impact I, I, on your I, game I, at I, all. Harley, at that point in the tournament. I was so happy with my performance that I tried my hardest. I tried to make this, tried to do the best I could. And honestly, it was more for the trying to have the most glorious loss I could for Victoria. <laughs> um, you, went, I, you went down swinging. I tried to. I tried to. So the, so the pressure was off round five then? Just I, 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 I spoke to Lockie after, uh, um, a little bit afterwards. And pretty much he could have come in, um, could have come in and... Can you turn it off? He tabled me in the uh, in the very first round. I would have left as happy as I did when I left at the end of the actual game. So, Jacob, I had a question. What were the five factions that you played against? So, first round was TAC. The second round was the Frenchies. The rapid response Merovingian yeah, rapid response force I, I'm terrible at pronouncing things so I try not to uh, OSS was f- uh, was third round fourth round was uh, NCA and the last round was Varuna cool and any any praise that you'd like to heap on any of your opponents in particular or all of them I, I, I would say my, my best round just for a good game was my minor uh, was my minor victory against the French. I played uh, Michael Michael Jago, I think is how you pronounce his yeah, from Newcastle. I know that's yeah, um, and it was it was just it was just a great game. It came down to I had Hector, a Thrakato with Foyerback and uh, and Achilles on one wound left which is a lot of my army it's more than half my army um left and he had to and because it's, it was decap he had to we had both killed the um hvt of the, the uh, designated, designated target. target with our data trackers uh which funny story the first shot he took on me he hit he hit my data tracker three times i rolled 320s um nice That'll tank it, yeah. Mm. Twenty will do. No, no, no. Yeah, well, no. I twenty for armor saves. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I almost did it twice because I, I think, rocks every day I, think I think I rolled afterwards a seventeen and eighteen, and then rolled a six. 
I was like, nah. And it was Achilles having a fight with what's the girl that drops that, that can drop in and has the dog. Duroc and Batard and Batard. No, not Batard. That's the new one. So it's M. Emma. Oh, for for Merovingians. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was. It was the girl from the Raj Five dropped in to drop light grenade launchers onto Achilles, and I got lucky enough that he was he was rolling. He was rolling to hit, but he was hitting on fours and twos. Mm. Um, and I just rolled the dodge, and because I took the right Achilles, who has kinematic level two, he can dodge four inches. I can, so I just dodged four inches to see to see her, so she couldn't spec fire onto Achilles anymore. And we probably did that for about four or five orders, and I just and I eventually managed to roll an eighteen, which is a crit when she's out of cover. Excellent. So what? Sorry, what was the name again? The game. Uh, Mike, Michael Jago. Are you saying that the, the opponent? Uh, yeah, not your name. I know your name. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, Michael Jagger. Excellent. Oh well. So five, five enjoyable games overall. Five good opponents. Five yeah. good tables. Yeah. Tables overall, you're pretty happy with. Yeah, especially the 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 third and fourth table. Mm-hmm. Really good steel phalanx tables. Some overwatching positions, but ways of very easily getting around and punishing spread out fire teams really fairly um, dense then you would say yeah yeah I, I'd, I'd i'd say that they were fa- fairly dense at least enough line of sight blocking um, so o- overall training. would you say all five of your tables suited you like you didn't go oh that table was shit oh that table didn't suit me or that just was a come on jacob table. your round five table was shit <laughs> so, so i'll like say like, like, like i said I was very happy with my performance by round five and anything could have happened. So until I was told this, I didn't really realize it at the time. So uh, my, my third round table was, it looked, it looked very open, but was actually very, very full, very, like, very dense. dense. Yeah. My, my uh, round five table was the opposite. It looked really dense, but actually was very open. Mm. Uh, having played to, to give people an idea of what the table looked like it was I guess a bit of a there was rocky outcrops but the whole thing was mostly populated by gantries and walkways yeah so there was no real solid buildings on the table at all to, to be large line of fire blockers um, so for a for, for steel phalanx who really like to move between cover have a, a dominant mid to close range game not so much yeah. on the long game uh it's it was not a great table for you to be set up on yeah. and i think i think the the wor- the worst thing about the table is it was two spots on either deployment end that could very easily be used to overwatch most of the map which is what got me in the last round i had a five-man link with a um Camaro msv, uh, Camaro MSV snipe rifle who has mimetism and steel phalanx do not do long range they've got two i'm also H- not a big fan of msv2 from what i've been no even, even worse <laughs> but you've got two hmgs one's a total reaction that everyone gets one's on the uh thracotai, so it's kind of middling you've got the missile launcher which you can't link with anything so you only ever get one shot so most things are going to either shoot better than you uh if they can shoot the same as you if not better um, or get you, or outburst you. Yeah, and then there's the Yagima marksman, marksman, who is 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 amazing mainly because he fills a niche that you just don't have anywhere else. 
So I was I was stuck in my deployment, but I decided I would go for as much of a victory as I could. I drew on specialist kills. I probably should have gone for one extra. I probably could have got his machinist. And I almost got army kills. Uh, I was 11 points. The difference was 11 points in the very end. Which um, is what a machinist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had a drop the, if I had a, the if I had a drop the machinist, I think it would have been a draw. I don't, I don't wow. think regardless of what I tried to do, unless I got better rolls, which is never worth saying, oh, if I rolled better, of course. If I rolled crits all the time, of course I would win. What was the final score in that uh, seven, last game? Seven, seven nil. The best, mm. I, the best I could have eked out was a four-all draw. No, yeah. like I said before, uh, not taking anything away from your performance, Jacob. You did really, really well. Yeah. Did did Victoria proud? Was that the highest ranking Victorian, no, or did Jono get higher? Jono got fourth. Jono got fourth. Yeah. yeah. And I have to give a special thanks to my co-host right now, Nick. So in the last road to CanCon, he beat me in the first round and I asked him for some advice. And what had happened in that round is a, a TO bot killed a, um, a game sniper because I didn't quite outrange him to get the negative 12 so the, um, so the, mm. the TR bot couldn't shoot. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the game, I asked Nick, what could I learn from that? He said, don't fight, don't, shoot at a TR bot that you're not outranging completely. Yeah. yeah. The, and I, I do remember having that conversation as well because dealing with TR bots, I mean, some people are just, and some armies just are really good at dealing with TR bots and just get it straight away. TR bots is always something I've struggled with and it's something whenever I build a list, I always have to ask myself, what in here can put a TR bot at neg 12? Yeah. Because TR bots, ballistic skill 11, if you can get them to that neg twelve, sure they got burst four, but if they're rolling negative ones, they don't they don't get hits. And my so my third and fourth games, and and more sorry more importantly, if they if then if they neck twelve, sure they don't get hits, but especially they don't get crits when you mm. and when they're rolling four dice, particularly in the reactive, getting copying those crits just ruins your day. Yeah, if they just need a a two. They only need to get one, mm. two. That's right. My mm. TR bot in JSA has been my MVP way too many times. I, know. I, I need to win myself off a TR bot. Every time I build a list, I'm like, ah, oh, no, fuck like, the TR bot. I'll, I'll add a Horace. And then by the time I get to the end of the list, I'm like, oh, I'll just, just chuck a TR bot in there. It's yeah. safer. Play, play, play still failing, then you'll get off TR bots. Trust me, you can't fit them in. It's too hard. Yeah, true. Um, but there were two, two games in which... I made the decision not to put my Gima Sniper in sort of a Overwatch can see more of the map position and put them specifically to outrange outrange something. So one was a Spitfire in a Dakini Link team when I played OSS. Mm -hmm. So I got the Neg 6, Neg 3, so it's Neg negative 9. It was enough because the MSV, I was never going to get the minus 6 for smoke. Um, it was enough that I dropped it diva straight away uh, so the first show i took at it the next time i did it i did it against a i think it's a squallo is in nca yeah i think it's a squallo yeah. uh, i i went across the table like corner to corner uh set it up so that on my turn i could pop out and look at it um and scored one wound i think with the first shot 
with BP ammo and then managed to get in a good enough position. I think I missed an ARO, um, but then got in a good enough position where I was able to shoot it out of cover. And over those times, I was just hearing in my head, don't shoot a TR bot unless it's at negative 12. It's a great takeaway. <laughs> See, I mean, I'm not a terrible player. It got you into the top 10, so I think, <laughs> I, think I need to listen to Nick's advice more often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if, if it wasn't just go fuck yourself all the time, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes sometimes there's that advice as well, you know. When, when, you, throw, when you throw in a whole army at me that's got, uh, that's got uh, ODD and I wasn't able to have enough FWC, SWC to fit in a Rushi with... Um, MSV2 as opposed to the Lude 1 with only MSV1 um, sometimes yeah so. but you've normally got like 16 Quang Shi so maybe yeah. template weapons and don't care those those, those train rifles they help out that's right yeah yeah. So, um, yeah. That, no, that's that's a great wrap up of your of your weekend, um, Jacob. I guess moving moving up to moving up the the ranking order from someone who came. What was it? Seventh, you said. Yeah, seventh. seventh? I came twenty fourth uh, on the uh, o- over the weekend, which I was super pleased with. Um, being my second CanCon, uh, the first one I think I came like fifty sixth or fifty fourth or something. Well, that's not that's not bad. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd halved my uh, my my number in uh, in, a, in a single year. Uh, sorry, you're right. So, oh, sorry. I think Jacob just needs to step oh, that's out right. for a moment. That's fine. So, uh, Sweet, I get the mic to myself. Uh-oh. Oh no! Hey. Danger. So red is uh, is your garden variety Australian for those of you who are not from <laughs> Australia. He's uh, he's sitting in the next lounge with a black wife beater on which oh. is a singlet for those who aren't from Australia and some really attractive looking cargo pants. They've been well loved. And I look and talk like a tradie or a truckie. You are. But I'm I mean, a nerd at heart. I, 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 well, you, you drove a truck all the way from, I did. from Melbourne to Canberra uh, in aid of the Knights of Dice guys and you yes. helped them set up their, yeah, their, their, their stall. So the yeah, True Blue Aussie sitting in here tonight guys so very happy well, to have you until I got like halfway to Canberra in that truck and it was it was stinking hot that I realised that it was cooler with the air conditioning off <laughs> in the truck right, and the window down. The truck be serviced. Um, sorry, anyway, Nick, back to you. Sorry. Yeah, so what was I saying? I um, you had a great time. I did have a great time. And yeah, that's right. And I, Yeah, I, I, I went a lot better than what I did last year. So last year, my goal was to win one game, which I did do. Um, and my goal this year was to do better than I did last year. So ticked that box. Um, did you I'll, get two wins? I did. I got. Uh, I got three wins. Well, I actually. should know this because I yeah. have all the stats. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should know. Well, I know, so that, so that's okay. Um, yeah, I had uh, one minor win, two majors, and uh, and two losses of the five games for the weekend. So. My um, my opponents. The first round was uh, was Marty from uh, from White Noise, uh, who our, our our listeners I'm sure will will know. Um, and uh, that was an absolutely awesome game. Got to catch up with Marty on the Saturday night uh, beforehand as well. Um, asked him some probing questions about his list because I had literally never played against NCA before. Actually, in saying that. Of the five games that I had, three of them were against factions that I had never played against before or, or sectorials that I'd never played against. So round one against Marty. Actually, everything on the day one. Round one against Marty's NCA. I've never played NCA, NCA before. Round two against uh, Military Orders. Never played against Military Orders oh, before. Oh, well, you need, you, need you need to play Gavin Drake and... 
Alex Mason Phillips. Yeah. We do have two MO players in our That's right. Our meta. Yeah. You need to get out more. Uh, no, well they're only brand, they're only new players, so um well, Alex Mason's been I, around for about a year. Okay. Well, I maybe you should introduce us and I'll and, and I'll uh, I'll have a game I against will. them. Two Pan Pan Oceanian factions, and I've never played either of them, so maybe there's just not that many Pano players in Melbourne. And come to think of it, there's there's really not. Sean plays uh Everything under the sun. A Constantinanto, yeah. yeah. And Cress plays Varuna. Varuna, yeah. yeah. Um, and then round three on day one was against you, Kev, yes. uh, playing your Starco. And we've never had a game with your Starco before. Which I find unbelievable, yeah. Because yeah. been. We used all- to play a lot. We did, yeah, yeah. Back when, before you lost your Huckers Lung. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, but no, had an absolutely amazing time. Um, so round one, uh, the the grudge match between Loss of Lieutenant and, uh, and White Noise to determine whose podcast will reign supreme. <laughs> and how did that game go? Because I know the score. I, I know I'm the happy score. to tell everyone the score. No, tell us. Tell the us. episode of Wait No. I know what the score was as well. Days, yeah. The score was 10 3. 10 3. To Marty. So it was a um, what you would call a major win to uh, our Western Australian friend. Can, can I just say that 10 3 went to Marty? It. it Worked in you in our favor anyway because he ended up peaking too early. Exactly. Yeah. Sure, he got yeah. a major victory against me, but at the end of the day, I placed higher than he did in the rankings. That's so right. who who uh, who really won? Okay, <laughs> who really won at, at, from the outcome of that? Are you calling, yeah. are you calling this a moral victory? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I don't I know. My my performance probably brings right? us all down. Pretty well, no, far. I I had said beforehand that if I managed to get him into loss of lieutenant, that would have been. A moral victory. I don't did care that, what the score is at the end of the day. Uh, that did not happen. Did not happen? No. So. Do you want to know what the, the... Actually, the interesting stat from your game, in all honesty, is the number of uh, <laughs> victory points oh, that God, are remaining. Oh, God, don't tell me that. What is it? <laughs> do, you, do you want to know? Yeah, so, I do. Yeah, we do. So, so it was so it was 10-3 on objective points, which we've already covered. Marty had 298 victory points left to your 15. It makes what? it sound <laughs> like... Hold on, look. Hold on. What cost two points? See, it must have no, baggage. No, 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 no. So, no, no. See, baggage. Yeah, see, it, it sure. makes it sound like I didn't kill anything. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is not that? accurate. You killed stuff. I all. definitely killed his Warcore. <laughs> <laughs> the very first order of the game, I took out that Warcore. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. We, 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 gave, we gave Red some golf claps. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so what my... I guess key learnings from the weekend. One thing was that sniper rifles, uh, if they're viral sniper rifles or multi sniper rifles or whatever, outrange everything. Yep. Because the first, so uh, that game, I won the initiative role, the lieutenant role, and I opted to take the first turn. Mm-hmm. On reflection, uh, it'll, maybe not. Maybe not. But it's it, it, it quadrant control missions. Second turn is great to have because you can then see what quadrants your opponent has and then move into the ones that you know you can take, which was exactly what Marty did in the game. I played still Phalanx and I took second turn. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe I should have taken the the second turn. But anyway, I'm running Sunsei in both of my lists. So so I'll I'll say what was in each of my lists to begin with. Um, The list that I used for most of the day was uh, Group 1 had a a, a Sujan with Spitfire, which 
It's probably my MVP for the whole weekend. Uh, in round five, the Sujan alone got 10 kills in that game. Sujan nice. does what Sujan wants. Exactly. Yeah. So the Sujan Aludwan, uh, which is a holo, holo projector level two uh, with a Mark 12 and a heavy flamethrower uh, attack bot, uh, which MSV I was, uh, MSV1 as well, MSV1. yes, um, which I was disguising as a Rushi. Yeah. So people thought it had MSV, MSV2, which it did not. Um, that worked really well in our game. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to get rid of this thing. That's right. A Quangxi, uh, Celestial Guard with a Quangxi control device, and then seven Quangxi. That's group one. Um, so it's a very offensive group. Um, a lot of kill pieces in there. Group two has got Sun Zay. It's got a Celestial Guard hacker. Uh, it's got a Warcore. It's got a Sofatect with a Yudbot attached. And um, for... I'm sure there was something else in there. Kind of been oh, and Major Luna playing Imperial Service. It's really interesting to uh, to deploy a regular camo token because it happened in probably two or three of the games over the weekend. You put down. Uh, I've got two reserves playing uh, playing with Sunsei. I get two reserves. Uh, so one of the reserves when I'm playing the Sujan list, one of the reserves is the Sujan. The other one is the camo token, regular camo, not TO camo. And everybody's like, what the fuck in ISS has regular camo? And actually, the round, the guy that I played in round four, I'm pretty sure he actually pulled his phone up and did a filter on the <laughs> army to see what in there could possibly have camo. Because he, he pulled his phone out, had a bit of a look, and then he's like, so that is definitely not Major Luna. I'm like, well, I've got first 10 anyway, so we'll see. <laughs> and um, so that was, my, that was one of my she lists. Limited camo, doesn't she? Yeah, limited and so the other list that I was running um, was a five-man core of one a crane with a Spitfire, and then four Celestial Guard. So Celestial Guard, Celestial Guard Sniper, Hacker, Quangshi Control Device, and then the special character Ford Observer guy with Mad Traps. Oh, the Guifeng dude? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then fill up the rest of that combat group with five Quangshi, so make it up to ten. And uh, and then the, in the set, the second group was very very similar to the second group in the first list, which is Sunzay, Major Luna, Sofatect, a hacker, and uh, I think that one also had a, the Ludwan in it as well. Mm. Um, in the second group that time, oh, uh, also I'm pretty sure I had a TR bot in both lists as well. So yeah, back to round one, playing against Marty. We're on a table that has got this cliff face along oh. the whole side of the board, Just and it's probably eight inches wide at the top, but it's good twelve inches high. Right, it's this thing the is worst table at CanCon. I mean, it's really nice to look at. Yeah. Um, playing on for infinity, not so much. I mean, w the first thing I said to him when we started setting up was like, "This cliff face is too high. We are going to say that." it is a, a, a long order climb to get from the bottom of the top, regardless of what your movement skill is, because no one's going to be able to climb all the way up there. And he's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So we house ruled it between the two of us for that. I don't know what everybody did for the rest of the day on it. Um, and uh, he'd set up with a, uh, a sniper. Um, he had a, a, a link, a five man link of, uh, what are they called? What are Bolts. Yeah, bolts. Bolts. Neoterran bolts. That's right. A sniper rifle up there. There was a TO camo marker up there as well. Um, and then he had a whole bunch of other things scattered around the table. Um, fusiliers. And uh, there was an Aquila guard there. And his um, 
his Xenotech was attached to his Warcore. Just like Jacob said, Warcores are great to being attached to the Xenotech. Yes, unless there is an area in your deployment zone that is 12 inches high and can literally see whatever it wants if you put someone with a viral sniper rifle there. Yeah. And who might also happen to have uh, marksmanship level X. Um, so me going first, I put down the camo token, very first order order of the game, Major Lunar, marksmanship level X, Warcore's head absolutely explodes. Yeah. I'll, I'll point out, I, I actually did recover from someone doing to that exact same thing. The first order they got wiped out by Warcore. Just got lucky with the whip rolls to reattach the Warcore and then deploy it. But, but that's, the, that's the thing as well. Once you've, if you've disconnected the Xenotech, mm. it is it can be quite order intensive because you haven't planned for that necessarily. Like what happens if my Xenotech gets disconnected? And the Xenotech can start running away if you keep failing. Oh, is that right? If you when fail you, the... When you try and Civivac, um, they scatter two and a half inches if you fail the roll. with the, the template, so you roll for dispersion. So they can technically run the direction run you away. want, yeah. but could also run back to your deployment zone, and that's a pain. Yeah, so having your Xenotech disconnected is a, not, is, is a, bad, is a bad time. It's not, a good, it's not a good no. position to be in. Um, one thing that did happen in that game, which if you've listened to the latest episode of White Noise, they discussed this as well. Which we have, yes. Um... My, uh, my five-man list... So, I ran the, the list with this, the crane and the the Celestial Guard five-man core. I was advancing around the corner behind... Uh, in, t- towards the open uh, in line of, fo- line of view of the, of the TO camo marker that's on top of this uh, cliff face. As I moved my, one of my guys out, I asked Marty if he'd like to ARO with the, cam- with the TO marker... And uh, he picks up his uh, impact template, walks around to my side of the table, and uh, has a bit of a play around with the impact template. Like, sees if 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 that's going to hit just the guy that was that I gave the order to, or if it could hit more people, or or, or what sort of people it's what, what's going to happen if whatever's up there was to launch a missile launcher at me. And uh, he's like, measures it up, sees that I've m- moved in a way that. Um, uh, an impact template would only hit one of my miniatures and uh, decides to forgo his ARO, so he holds. And um, which leads me to believe that, okay, that thing could potentially have a, a missile launcher. Now, um, this is the first time I've ever played against Neoterran before. Having grudged Marty, I did a bit of research beforehand, mm-hmm. which, led, which, which meant that I knew that things that it could be they have TO and also have missile launchers, uh, the um, Swiss Guard. The Swiss Guard, that's right. And But I also, looking at everything that he else, else that he had on the table, he had an Aquila Guard on there already. Now, for him to have an Aquila as well as a Swiss Guard, I knew there wasn't enough points on there. So I'm like, that up there is a Hexa, because it also has TO camo. So I, I knew in my head that it's going to be a Hexa. What I didn't know, because I didn't hadn't done that much research, was... Is there a hexa profile that has a missile launcher? Which there's not, um, but I, but I didn't know that. So I spent a whole bunch of orders being really careful in moving my whole link team around this corner so that at any point there was only one thing that could be that could be shot at. It wasn't until I had like two orders left in that pool that he finally decided to ARO reveals as a hexa a killer hacker. It's got like a multi rifle, um, and. Um, 
we had a we had a laugh about it. We had a joke about it. Like I called him a cunt, and 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 it was a it was a good fun game. It wasn't until that we discussed this here before we started recording that we were talking about whether or not what he was doing constitutes pre measuring. Now, when you're looking at open information, we all know that line of fire is always open. So you can lean down, you can have a look around corners, you can like look from somewhere that you might have something in hidden deployment to freak your opponent out to make them think that there's something in hidden deployment there when there's not, based on the line of fire. What he's done is something that's not in hidden deployment is actually a a marker on the table and walked around with uh, with a template and lined it up. Now the template is a specific size. Now pre measuring is not allowed in Infinity. By him walking around the table and placing that uh, that that template on the table before declaring that order, does that constitute pre-measuring? And does that make Marty from White Noise a dirty rotten cheek? <laughs> That's my question. My my bigger my bigger problem with that is him pulling out that template is a sort of declaration of closed information. Is I have something that can fire a template. It's either going to be a grenade launcher, it's, or it's going to be some sort of miss, rocket or miss, missile launcher. Other than a hollow projector, you are not allowed to lie about what you have. And, and but but even taking a step back from that, before declaring the order that yeah. I am using a direct template or a or a large or small uh, impact impact template weapon, I can't mm. take that out of my kit and put it on the table. Yeah, and it, if I have a Quang Shi who's uh, advancing up the table, I can't put a uh, a chain rifle template out the, in front of him, out in front like, of him just to say, oh, is this going to hit things? Yeah. I'm not allowed to do that because I haven't declared the order that I'm using my chain and, rifle. And, and same thing with um, having thrown smoke grenades. You can say, I'm, if you say, I'm going to throw smoke grenades, you're more than allowed after you've declared that that's what you're going to do. To grab the template and say, where do I want to throw it? Not allowed to measure how far that point is. But if you want to achieve something in particular, block a certain gap or block a certain model so you can see another model, something I did in one of my games, you're allowed to do that. You're just not allowed to measure how far it is from your model. Yeah, and so... But but the main thing is, I declared it. Yeah, and and the fact that the, the, the impact template is a specific size, you by putting it on the table, you are, quote-unquote, measuring something. You, he couldn't test the waters before arrowing. He before, de- go, before declaring, before declaring, the, the before action. declaring, he couldn't go. Oh, okay. If I if I arrow now, I'll get three dudes under this template. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't, you, I, you you declare, then you put the template down, and then you, find out, the and then you find out you've got three. Was you don't it? wait until the the best. You obviously have to judge it with your eyeballs. Most of us can kind of go. Uh, yeah, it might get three people under there, but you don't know until you've done it. That's right. So I'm I'm not I'm not saying that this cost me the game. I'm not I'm not saying I didn't have an amazing time having a game against Marty, who is a very good player. What I'm saying is that maybe it was a bit of a bend of the rules. It was a dog move, Marty. It was a dog move. <laughs> I, 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 I am, I am <laughs> loss I, of a lieutenant. One the moral the moral victory. The moral victory. <laughs> I, I'm 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 going to say they didn't just bend the rules. I'm saying he banged it. Grabbed it and broke it over his knee. Oh, smack talk. Like, well, I mean, I, I, I can't see myself heading over to WA anytime soon to, to have some more games. So maybe next I'll year. I'll be over there in two weeks for work. So All right, uh, you can you can, you can can throw down. I'll give you my ISS to take with you. I'll just throw a template out. <laughs> just throw it. 
throw the template itself. Just be like, oh, hey, okay, I'll air all. <laughs> yeah, frisbee it across the room. Yeah, um, yeah. but so, but it was still an absolutely great game. He he won. Uh, he won. He decidedly he decidedly convincingly. Me. Convincingly, yeah. Convincingly, yeah. I'd say so. Smash yeah. Smash you. Yeah. Should have said the victory points again. Uh, the victory points were two hundred and ninety-eight for Marty to fifteen. No hard feelings. What was left, Nick? Fuck on, all. On my on, <laughs> on my on my on my yeah, force, fifteen <laughs> points equals three Kwang Chi. <laughs> That's what I had left on the table. <laughs> so, um, just, just like me, uh, I think you went through. What, what was especially from our practice with Road to Cancun? What was your biggest big takeaways from Cancun? From Cancun all up, um, my biggest takeaways would have... Well, I, I just had an, an absolutely amazing time, mm. first off. Um, and like I said before, getting to play these factions that I'd never played against, um, having played against three that I'd not played against before, absolutely amazing. Um, the uh, sniper rifles, I've got a, I've got a new respect for, for for sniper rifles, mm. multi multi rifles, uh, major lunar's viral rifle, particularly with marksman level X. Yeah, and, um, and if I can just interrupt real quickly, since that marksmanship level X got upgraded, I think Luna's now really a, it, really good. Exactly, the fact yeah. that marksman level X now completely ignores all cu- all camo. Uh, oh, sorry, all cover. All cover, yeah. So so the 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 armor bonus as well as the the hit. Penalty yeah. from 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 uh, from camo um, makes it really quite viable. The fact that it's now it's I'm pretty sure it used to be a short skill. Now it's an entire order. It was always an entire order. Oh, okay, well, being an entire order makes it tricky to use when she be, she's got limited camo. So it means the first time you can get it off every time, right? Um, from my five games, Major Luna killed. Oh, she killed Marty's Warcore. She killed two TR bots. She killed Kev, your missile launcher what, guy. What's her BS? 12. BS 12. So she, so, so with with that, she's guaranteed a hit and crit yeah. on 19. So in good range, yeah. she's hitting on 21s. Because yeah. marksmanship level X gives her plus 6. And then plus 3. And then plus 3 for range. So that, and, and when I was in my third game, actually, against, uh, I believe mm-hmm. it was a Canberra local, egg, no, sorry, yeah. fourth game, fourth against uh, the Canberra, Canberra local Ed, Edward Sykes, he asked me what her... Um, ballistic skill was and I'm like oh it's only BS12 and he was surprised by that given that what the character's sort of fluff is that she's an amazing sniper marksman I'm like yeah but she's got uh, marksmanship level X which is giving her a plus 6 if she had BS any more than 12 that would make it too much Mm. Um, how many points is she? 29 29. so Toysa from Steel Phalanx also has marksmanship uh, level X, but he's BS fourteen, so he's forty something points sure. with his snipe rifle. So yeah. that's what you're looking at if you go above twelve. You're looking at tw- almost quite a, quite a lot more expensive. He's also got uh, MSV two and no winding cap, doesn't he? he? Yeah, there are other things that bump up his just just just, up just, a, just, just a lot just of things. Just bump up <laughs> but that, that's what you're looking at on that sort of platform. It's yeah, no, I agree. At least, yeah, probably at least. 30 points yeah uh, my, my other key takeaways like you've said before 100% play the mission even in these kill missions which and at CanCon this year was very much focused around the kill m- much more so than what it was last year where everything was very button pushy um, and uh, 
there was of the five missions last year there was two of them that were the types of missions that you're like okay for that mission i need to have a specific list uh which would be highly classified and what's that one where uh, loot and sabotage is it no yeah, um yeah, the one yeah, where no, you have to yeah. hit the thing with uh, yeah, loot, loot and sabotage. Loot no and sabotage. no no that's not what I'm, actually i'm wrong um the one the one that nobody likes the grid the grid the grid the grid yeah mate yeah the grid the grid the one you have to destroy them oh. yeah the one you have to blow up you have to identify and then blow up the things mm-hmm. so there's two missions where you need to have a specific list for it but then you've got three other missions you got to play for mm. that weekend with what you could potentially say are now going to be somewhat optimal lists this year was not like that at all and uh, you could uh, you could have and i know a lot of people did uh play the entire five rounds with one list because yeah. because it was that type of setup no, funny, funny story. Ben Addison was looking at just taking the one list to CanCon. Really, I think a lot of people. Yeah, did. Like I, well, they only used one list, I guess. Yeah. Well, I messaged him beforehand because he'd, he'd uploaded one, and today just you know just get your second list Ooh. uploaded when you're ready. And it was like oh, I'm not planning on taking another list. Oh, right. Well, I just checked it because I thought it might have been oversight. And no, so I think he might have actually cooked up something special for Jules on uh, for round that was, one. So that was my favourite. Right before CanCon, Julian had pulled me aside when we were having a chat, and is after Julian had recorded his episode with with White Noise, Julian was like, "They've asked me. Ben asked me so many questions about the Avatar. He asked me so many questions about about this and about that because he is convinced round one I'm bringing the Avatar." And Julian said to me, "I'm not. <laughs> I've got I've got two lists. Round one supremacy is my other list with the uh, with the Foyerback." Dude, Sogarat oh, right. yeah. back. There were two great um, love stories for CanCon. It was Julian and his avatar, Julian and the new Foyerback Sogarat. <laughs> I hate that Foyerback Soggy. Well, Julian mm. loves it because he gets this. Oh, no. It. Well, he's used it on me. That's why I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great profile. Yeah. So, I guess back to my back to my main takeaways again, got to play the missions. And it, it's, 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 mo- it's not just... Um, playing the missions but also being fully aware of what happens in in what what the integral parts of how you're scoring points are in those missions what the bonuses are things like in supremacy if you touch the point with a hacker you get an extra die and plus three in saying that i still failed one of them i think i rolled a 17 and an 18 on my uh, on my on my on my roll Still have it's a dice game. Mate. Exactly. Oh, of course. It's probabilities. Yeah. Um, and uh, think things like that. Knowing that um, that in uh, and this actually happened in my in the second round playing decapitation. Uh, being and I guess I mean we were both blasted from the first game I suppose. But in the second in the second round, um, I killed my opponent's lieutenant, and then he played his next round in loss of lieutenant. Because neither of us remembered oh. that decapitation does not have lost lieutenant in it. Oh yeah, um, I should I should should ask. Did you put anyone into retreat before you got enough objective points? <laughs> I did not. So <laughs> while I may have a reputation of, of being a bit three overzealous, times? it's happened to me three times. Yes, um, where I've I've either drawn or lost a game because I put my opponent in retreat before. Succeed before achieving any of the points for the for the mission. Um, that did not happen to me this weekend. I think I've finally learnt my lesson, um, or I just didn't roll enough crits. I don't know. 
but um but yeah i mean i guess that's 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 the main the main points from me had an absolutely amazing time um got to play apart from uh, apart from kev uh who i played in round three everybody was um was with people that i'd never played against so, so you're gonna say we're really nice people <laughs> <laughs> that too everybody else great games yeah. that one yeah I'm, you've probably seen the memes uh, my my partner kirsty was was up in canberra for the weekend as well and she turned up uh at uh, at the end of the day on on day one when when it was i mean it wasn't as hot as it could have been but it was still a very hot day and um, we're all pretty cooked as well oh yeah big time but uh three games on 35 degrees 98 percent humidity we're just you just blasted mm-hmm. so uh kirsty managed to get some really great photos of uh of of me mostly oh they're um, amazing and Looking so very upset. Amazing. And, and our our resident meme lord julian just pounced on them <laughs> and uh and uh, and turned them into 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 some into a, some amazing memes so so while the um while the the ex- expressions uh <laughs> that i was pulling in that game um may let, make it look like there was some some tension there we still had amazing times so. yeah, it was a good game i think my favorite one was the uh scarface one Oh. First you get the money, then you get the miniatures, then you win. Oh, for the, for the like that, was, that was one of mine. Oh, that, that was, was great. Yeah, one. that was my meme. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Well, after these two uh, rip roaring performances, we end up with me, which is. So how was your weekend? <laughs> I had a great time. Um, I I performed better than I had planned. I was going to perform. I aimed to win two games. I ended up winning three, so that's good. Yes, um, but I still ended up coming forty third out of seventy, which sixty nine, mate. Okay, sixty nine. Just rub that. <laughs> just rub that in, mate. No, I had a great time though. Basically, what I think I I mean, sort of, I wouldn't say I've been stewing over this because I did have a really good time, and I, and I, and I'm not really saying oh well, this is not very you know good, but um, it's re- it's not it's not easy. I I I had a really good weekend, just as you did, and I had a very lucky week uh, weekend mm. and you still i still look at some of my games that i won my first game 9-1 or uh, you know this game or that game i still think oh, yeah well you're looking time. at things games you won i look at the games i lost uh, me so let, let, i'm I'll, trying to I'll sympathize go, i know I, I i understand your sympathy i understand no it's, it's fine no, honestly I, I i think alex had a really good time i had five amazing opponents um three of them actually happened to be from melbourne i guess i'll, I'll just run through i was playing starco um, I picked up Starco like middle of last year-ish when they came out. I was like, oh, I'll just jump onto them. What happened, though, was I decided to change my list two weeks before CanCon. Mm. Uh, Man, I changed my list two days before CanCon. Oh, okay, well, so, like I say, this is not, none of this is what I'm going to say is, like, is an excuse. I've just been, these are like, these are little, these are little snippets of takeaways. Of whiz takeaways. I, I, I think I was worried that I was going to be facing a lot of tack, like you said, uh, a lot of tags as well, maybe. So I was trying to change my list and I was second guessing myself and I was... Did you play against any tags for the weekend? Uh, I played against a cutter. Jacob? I, I played against just the, the squad. I was super amazed that I managed to avoid getting spectacular. All but one tag. Mm. I, yeah. And I only played against one tag as well, which was mm. a um, Salamandra for Nomads. Yeah, right. Oh, it's a nice yeah. tag, though. It's beautiful. Oh, 
Yeah. I so, destroyed that tag. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I'll, I'll run you through the, the, the list I took to CanCon. Um, so the two, le- so the list I ran, uh, they basically, they're mostly the same. One was a slightly, one basically had more specialists than the other. So it was Aguasil Link Team, uh, Missile Launcher, three combi rifles, a hacker, and Emily. So it was a, Five man link team with the hacker who would sit out of the link team until the missile launcher went down. Then I'd reform the link team with the hacker so I could still use the plus three BS for Emily. Uh, so that's six. I had a hard case. I had an Alhawa. I had a Lunacod with the crazy koalas. I had a Jag- Jaguar, an Ermandino, TR bot, engineer, a couple of remotes, and Oh yeah, Raul, obviously. Oh yes. So, yeah, uh, and then like, and the other list was pretty much the same, except I'd replaced the Al Hawa with a, a, a Bandit. Um, this is the reason why I thought I was going to be coming up with a lot of tags. So I ran the Bandit with boarding shotgun and Emauler, oh, because yeah. Emaulers against the tag are really handy. And I removed. Oh, I also had a Hellcat in that first list. So the second list, I took the Hellcat out and replaced it with a Cyclone Spitfire. This was a late addition that I basically never used before until CanCon. Actually, I used it in one game, and I thought, oh yeah, this will work really well. It worked okay, but practice, practice, practice. I've not used 100%. it. I used it. I used it in one game, so I wasn't surprised that it didn't do quite what I wanted yeah. to do. My my just to talk just to touch on that a bit, my mm. um Sujan list that I took, um, I've been running that list almost identical list to that yeah. for the almost the past probably nine months. I've had that almost the same list. I've made a few additions to it recently, adding Mage Luna, uh swapping out the Rushi for a for a for a uh, Ludwan, that sort of a few minor changes. Yeah. But Knowing your list and being competent with what's in your list and just knowing it back to front, it just goes, just goes absolute strides. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's mistake number one I made, um, was trying to run something that I wasn't confident with. The reason why I added it is because I realized that nothing in my list had an awful lot of staying power, had an awful lot of midfield presence. Uh, so I figured a Spitfire on an attack remote that could be buffed would be pretty useful. It did do well, but it didn't really get make its points back. So I'll just like run through basically my uh, takeaways for the game for 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 the weekend. Because as much as I didn't do as well as I had hoped, I think I learned a lot of really valuable lessons and also reinforced some things I already knew but didn't necessarily action them on the weekend. Then that was remember the freaking classifieds. Mm. I like lead, in the lead up to to CanCon, I was actually looking at my LVO, my not uh, what's it called? Yellow, oh, yellow, my electric light orchestra yeah. before. So what is that? The rankings. Oh, so basically how I've been going in ITS season ten. If, oh, okay. If you, if you go to OTM, there's a little graph of. Yeah, if you get an ITS recorded ones, you can actually see like your global sort of ranking. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've never even looked at that. Before. I, I, I saw it just so as I was registering. I had, I had a look last night while we were like looking to research this mission. I was like, I did pretty well in the lead up to Cancun. What the fuck went wrong? And I was looking at my stats, and I think of not all of them obviously were ITS games, but of the ITS games, I've had like ten, and I've lost three of them, and then plus the extra additional games. I think it adds up to about. 16 games and I've lost like four of them. So I was like, oh yeah. 
But then that's what happens when you change your list two weeks before the event and play something new and then just forget classifieds. Uh, I know what you were saying about remembering the objectives. So supremacy is one of the things. So in my grudge match against Liam, really great guy. We, we, we had a few beers on the Saturday night as well. And we're sort of riling each other up. I knew he had Corregidor. So I was kind of prying. I was kind of prying. I was like, I was like, oh, so I'm going to expect to see McMurder and all that stuff. And he wasn't giving much away. So we went into the first game. I told I told him all about what you what you no, was. You I told him everything. <laughs> well, he was really cool, calm, and collected. I had nervous shits, horrendously, and I um, I won the roll off. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll choose sides, knowing that going second was going to be a benefit benefit to me for supremacy. I did not choose the right side. I chose the side that was like, oh yeah, that looks all right. And then I picked it and started deploying my link team. I was like, this is shit. I don't know. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. If he's got, if he's got Hellcats, Tomcats or, or McMurrah, I'm fucked. <laughs> so I had, I had met, I had analysis paralysis. I sort of stood there for a good 10 minutes just going, oh no, I've screwed up. I've screwed up. And I could feel the sweat rolling down me and I could feel the, the, the shit inside me just building up. And I thought, so, I anyway, I, I de- deployed. I had taken way longer than I should have done. Um, uh, he, de- uh, Liam, deployed his, his stuff, and he, he he went. Yeah, he went first. Actually, the game went the game went pretty well. The only problem is because I taken so long to deploy. We sort of agreed we'd only play two turns, even though we had lunchtime. But we thought, well, let's not eat into our lunch. Let's have a relaxing day. Let's just play the game. So, I played only two. Two turns. At what point did you have that conversation about not having It was having the beginning three? of his second turn. Sure. So I still had my second turn to try to claim stuff back, which is where what you were saying about remembering the objectives is where I did not remember. So I, got, I went into my second turn and he had pressed one button, taken one objective, and he had his two uh, quadrants. I had my two quadrants. We both put a multi-scanner down. We were pretty much... He, had, he was basically two points ahead of me. Actually, three points ahead of me because he had that objective that gives you the extra point. Mm-hmm. So oh, the, one of the world ones. The, one of the world the grid. ones. Yeah, the little grid in top. Which I've got to say, I don't think I like that rule. I don't like. I don't think I like that addition in season ten. At first, I thought, oh, this is kind of cool, but they're all really easy to do. Okay. They're like telemetry. They're like if you've got a hacker, it's a piece of piss to do. They're, I don't think they're very easy. They're, they're very difficult to do. I think the best one is touch a building and pass a. Um, oh yeah, touch a building in the opponent's half of the table. No, it's your yeah, it's deployment zone, isn't it? No, it's the other half of the table. I'm sure, it's deployment zone. I think it's in in hard mode. It's the deployment zone, but in regular mode, it's just their half the table. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, like, pretty sure. You, I can you, check you, you'll you be glad to know that I'm pretty sure the own the only mission with that. I think I took a look is supremacy. It's supremacy, yeah. So, essentially, me going into my second turn. Um, I think he had he had two Morans. He had put the crazy koalas down, and they were he had put them in a position that was going to be difficult to see without them going off, mm. and I wouldn't be able to push any buttons without them going off. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'll just try and push him out of his zones and get the points for that without really even considering how many points it was going to bag me. It was only going to bag me an extra point, like what you were saying. Don't think about taking the, uh, the quadrants, even though that is the main objective. You can score just as many objectives by just pushing the buttons. Doing everything doing else. doing the classified objective. Forgot to do both. Well, the hacking was going to be difficult because I needed to dislodge a crazy koala. 
and I could have done the classified, except I forgot it was in extremist recovery. So everything that I had put down went to dead, so I couldn't couldn't uh, do it. It was yeah. just too effective. It was just too effective, and basically, I ended up losing that game. It was six three, but you know, on reflection, had I managed to push two buttons and do my objective, it would have been six all. Could have been could have been very different. Could have been very different. Um, not to mention that I forgot that Senior Massacre had regen. So when I put him down in turn one, I asked him, I said to Liam, I says, Liam, do you have any doctors or paramedics? He's like, nope. Like, Sweet. I'll just leave him there. And I'll go and do ex- an extremist recovery did, later. Did he give you a courtesy list? <coughs> he did. Which means he did. Of course it's my fault. I'm not yes. I'm just Rubbing like, his hands. it was just like a, Complete. I just didn't think about it. And he asked me if I had any doctors. I yeah. said no. He didn't lie. I answered his question he truthfully. <laughs> he didn't lie. He to did me. not ask me. Is there anything that you could possibly do to bring that thing back up? Yeah, I asked the wrong question because had he said he's got regen, I would have ran my jaguar over there and stabbed him to death. <laughs> and um, the classified as well. And got my classified yeah. exactly, which I forgot. Actually, I can't remember if I forgot about or if I remembered it. And I says I'll deal with you later. Because you're dead, I'll do it. I'll try and I'll try and yeah, do the other stuff. Sounds like something. Because it would have taken me two orders at least to get to him and stab him. Sure. I didn't want to waste those two orders when I could do something more, more, more. Yeah. That's. Well, I mean, I feel my opinion on classified objectives is if they present themselves at any point mm. in the game, take Dude, it. Yeah, yeah. So, like for example, I know I talk about Quangshi all the time, but oh. if I ever get experimental drug as a classified objective. Doesn't matter what the other one is, I'm picking it because first order of the game, I can I can voluntarily using biolocator make one of the Quangshi go unconscious. Players, and, players, listen to this. It's and, freaking gold. You 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 you, you make one of you, you make your Quangshi go unconscious as a biolocator standing next to the sofa tech. Sofa tech walks up to it <laughs> and heals it. I just got a point. Yeah. I did. I did that in one of my games, and my opponent was so confused by the whole thing. He, like he didn't. He didn't object or ask me what just happened, but he had the most confused look on his face I have ever seen what, in my whole life. What's biolocator for? Uh, it turns him into a repeater as well. Mm. Oh. Um, so it's it, it because ISS don't have a great repeater network. They don't have anything that's got forward deployment really or in, in, infiltration that could act as a repeater for their hackers. Mm. Um, so it means that Quang Shi, you can run a Quang Shi up the board, biolocate means that you've just saturated the board with repeaters everywhere. Mm. Um, not that I don't think many people actually really do it for that that much. Um, I've done it a couple of times, and it and it, it does take people by surprise because it is so rarely. I mean, used. you, you, you got to get the class, classified. You've done it to me once. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I've done that. I've, I've yeah. done that heal, that yeah. biolocate, and then resurrect a million times. But to actually use them for the repeater to run up and 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 sort of interfere with heavy infantry or tags, that's kind of so, something that you can I think, use. I think it it's difficult being extremely impetuous, just getting them into the right spot and not losing control. It, it really it really depends. I mean that it's a, if they've got a good line that's if people don't have a lot of ARO pieces out, getting a move move and eight inches for free mm. effectively gets them gets them a long way. Mm. And then yeah. there's the eight inches, also the the zone of control of the repeater, that eight inches from there. Mm. So you, it's a, it's it's decent. It's only a short skill as well. So you could then move again and then biolocate. Yeah. No, that's actually I didn't realize that they sorry, had repeaters. Sorry. No, that's sorry. Right. So lesson learned: 
round one, lost 6-3, but thankfully that, that I felt like that kind of got rid of all my jitters and I was able to enjoy the rest of the, the, I, the tournament. I felt exactly the same. Like, yeah. I am so glad that I lost the first round mm-hmm. yeah. because it just meant, that's great. I've, it's over and done with. I can now cruise along and and play my games. And if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. That's fine. It's it's, it's just a, a good time from here. Yeah, I, I agree totally. And when we came to round two after lunch, I was facing Chris Parsons, who's a, a local here. So it was very familiar. He was playing Varuna, who had never played against before. So that was new. But we were playing DCAP, which is what my army was kind of built for. So that was nice. I won the roll off, got to go first, got to drop grenades on the designated target, got rid of that. Um, and the game went pretty well. Um, uh, Chris suffered from some, from some bad luck. Uh, although he was, although he did manage to, I guess, balance that out by passing his paramedic role, I think three times on his Kamau MSV2. Ooh. So he needed eights. Okay. So I put the, oh no, it must have been twice. So I put the Kamau down in his turn. He got the paramedic, got back up on an eight. I put him down again. This time the paramedic had to shoot the, yes. the paramedic gun at the Kamau yeah. hit. And then when he rolled for the first ace, he crit on an eight, got the Kamau back up again. I was like, wow, oh, that's just not going to happen. Um, and that Kamau sniper in a link is it's absolutely so, it's gross. so gross. Like, it's gross. That was the one time I cycle and did something well because it was, you know, it was in my good range. Uh, he had the marksmanship on, so it was, he was hitting on fifth, well, hitting on the 12s because of the mimetism. Four dice versus two. You know, it, it did beat it in the end, but... Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a solid piece to, to come out. That was the game I went up against the cutter. Mm, um, okay. Which I was worried about. I was worried that the cutter, given its size, it would be able to just kind of run up my, run up my lines, get to, get a line of sight on my link team and just gun them all down. A size six TO camo token is yeah. scary. It was very scary. So when it appeared, I just dropped Raul down next to it, <laughs> ran around the corner, managed to survive him shooting me with an HMG and then just Donked him on the head with an EM two CC weapon and shut him down. And EM spent, close combat, yeah. and then yeah. spent three three more orders just kind of like pummeling it, pummeling it till it died. So that worked really well. Um, it was a game where I thought I could get the major. Uh, this is a game where I, I missed out on the major by one point. Really, because I, I I thought I had it. Like I had, I still had most of my link team and a couple of other cheaper pieces. But between his Kamau MSV two and his Orc. HMG, and I think he had a Zulu Cobra left, so he had three models, was more than what I had in my, I had like six models left or something, because it was, they were just Aguaseals, Jaguars, and Emily. The big mm. stuff. And because he had those three models left and I couldn't, couldn't get rid of them, uh, they ended up being, I think, uh, what was that? 7-3? Is that 7-3? Yeah, 7-3, cause, yeah. So it's still a minor win for you. Still a minor win. Um, I don't know what else I could have done there except just, Try to go harder to take it with orc, but an orc HMG and, and, and a link team was just it's very very tricky to take out. Mm. Like I took it as data tracker, I took it as LT, took it as HVT. Yeah, and you've got to weigh up when you're already ahead. There is a risk there when when army points are taken into consideration in your total points at the end of the game. That's so right. Who's going to yeah. win? Like my uh, my second round, I did not play my last turn because oh, I like right, I'd, okay, I'd yeah. gone second. And um, I did not have much left on the table in mm. terms of 
effective attack pieces. Yeah, yeah. But I was I still had more lieutenants, and I'd still killed the HVT with my data tracker. Um, and I opted out to not spend any of my orders on the last turn because it meant that he would not get a chance to ARO at anything. Mm. Yeah, and that's and I and I have the same sort of problem. The only thing I had left um, was Emily, and I know people hate Emily, and I for very good reason. Specfire is is a, it, Specfire is not itself is not that bad, but Specfire in a five man link with X visors, it's a, uh, it's a bit rough. It's a bit rough, but like to put that in perspective, most of the time I was rolling, I was needing a seven to hit anything and generally speaking the person i was hitting was needing a seven or yeah look, the way that the way that you played emily uh particularly against me but i think the way you play emily in general is not what people complain about what people complain about is when you're rolling for a seven and people will spend order after order just roll on that single die Mm -hmm. do i get a seven no do i get a seven yes okay Let's go to the next target. Do I get a seven? No. Do I get a seven? No. Do I get a seven? Yes. Yeah. And that's what people don't like and, about and, it. And, and like that in itself is very order intensive. Like the game against, uh, it wasn't you, it was a game as a Toha player. I think I had sunk four orders into trying to hit something and I was rolling 17s, 15s, 19s, like 12s. Wasn't hitting. At that point, I just stopped, find another. Uh, vector of attack yeah. like for, for obviously for uh, decap the best way is to make Emily your data tracker because you know the HVT is going to be in good range because it's got to be 20 inches on the board you know you're probably going to be hitting on 10s and you just roll that dice because it's going to be dodging on, on 7s you just yeah. roll that and dice until when you get it when it's worth 5 objective points that's it yeah but most of the time it's, it's uh, not my primary piece it's like okay I need to get rid of that piece how do I do that I've got what else have I got in my arsenal? Nothing else. Let's roll a dice. If it doesn't work after the third time, I stop and I find something else to do. And especially with something that probably is going to end up taking a couple of orders anyway. I mean, I think it took me four orders or so to get my data tracker in view of his oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, designated target, kill the designated target. It's going to take you those many turns anyway, so why not just... Just spec yeah, fire from spec from 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 it's not an interesting way of doing it, but it's a tool that Sarkov available. Yeah. So I don't, it's I don't begrudge, I don't begrudge them that. So anyway, yeah, that that was um, so the, the, the basically the takeaway overall from. Um, Tell us about round three, Kev. Oh fuck! I was going to try and mess that one up. <laughs> <laughs> so round three was against a fellow host uh, sent across from me, Nicholas, and it was a, it was a really good game, marred by a mistake. A fatal error that I made in round and summertime during the game, um, in that not believing that Nick could run a sofa text from one end of the board to the other to fix his Sujan. Yeah, I did not. I mean, in hindsight, of course you could because you had seven. You had seven coins. She and she's six four moves. Yeah, no, she was in the small group. She only had six orders. She had access to five orders yeah. and six four move, man. It's yeah. ten inches when you had there was really nothing there holding that that line. No. And, so, yeah. so you spent you spent quite a few orders getting rid of Raul. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight, in my turn I should have thrown a couple of drop bears to make things harder for you. Um, but no, it was a really good move. because um, you in your first turn you ran this your Sujan down my flank got in a really horrid position for me just to sit in there and I had to deal with it. The best tool I had for the job was Raul. I walked Raul out of line of sight of the Sujan. 
you failed your change face. I walked into combat with it and donked it with an EM2CC yeah, weapon. Yeah, I, I think the, 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 the big swing in that game was the fact that your list had two uh, drop troops in it. Yeah. And the way that I played forced you to walk both of those drop troops on from your edge That's of right. the table. Exactly, so yeah. we're playing front line, which is you, and you told me afterwards that your uh, the Hellcat that you had, the whole reason he, he was there was so that in your last turn he can walk on from the side in whatever quadrant he needs to That's be right, in. Yeah. And I forced your hand to bring him on early mm-hmm. from your side. Yeah, both both of them. Yeah. How did you manage to? Do that, like it to, to to cover every single piece of cover he could have come into, so that he couldn't actually jump. touch the side. No, no, I know how I know how the what guys are getting. Sorry, in. what do you mean? Well, it, it just sounds. I, I just want to know. So he had to walk in from his table edge. Is that correct? Because it, for him, with the amount of orders that he had, the only effective place for him to come on to would have been his table edge. So the side wasn't gonna. It was too because I was I he was, was right in the middle right up on my in my deployment. Right, that's it was like the, two inches away from the back end, right smack oh, you, bang you in the pushed middle. Up hard. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep, very deep. I mean, I think is Raul was a good counter to him, but I didn't want to waste more orders trying to like bash him to death because it's armor five. Yeah, that's right. So you, you you walked in. Uh, my guy ran all the way outside, killed maybe two or three things on the mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah, probably three. Yeah, and. Then when it's suppressive fire facing everything else that you had on the table. So then you walked in you Raul and walked up behind him and did your EM close combat weapon, yeah. um, which made him uh, immobilized. Yeah. And so it was after that that you then, uh, you're like, okay, he's immobilized, which means that he's out of the game. Yeah. Was, so then was, I, was what you, yeah, from so, what I understand, so your thought was. Exactly. So I think the next uh, part of my turn was to try to get rid of the sofa tech. So I think I got rid of Major Luna, then I tried dropping a grenade on the sofa tech, messed, messed, messed. Just like, oh, okay. So then you moved the hard case up, tried to get into position with a light shotgun. I think I fluffed, no, I think I hit both times, but you passed one armor save and failed the other, so I made no one so, in cap. Exactly, yeah. So and and I managed to ARO against the hard case as well, yeah. and that's where the, um, the Rushi. Lu Duan, yeah. who was pretending to be a Rushi came in because mm-hmm. he was right next to them. And so instead of having a one-die Spitfire at close range, I dropped a heavy flamethrower on Yeah, so that, that heavy flamethrower when people aren't expecting it is gold. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Um, so I was kind of out of options to get rid of the sofa tech, but I, at the same time I was like, well, I need to need to start moving up. And I also wasn't terribly worried about you moving the sofa tech, but you did it and it worked. Um, so that was a bit going. But it did. It did teach me. Well, I don't know what it taught me. I don't know what it taught do, me. Do you want me to tell you how you could have won that game? Because you could. Go have ahead. Won, you could have won that game. Oh no! I, and, I, I, and so I, the photo, the it. photo of me that I'm sure everybody's seen, where I'm like glaring at you through yeah. my eyebrows, was because I was standing there, knowing what you had to do to win that game, and but like looking at you, telling myself not to vocalize that because I want to win the game. Yeah, so yeah. I, so you, I'm not going to tell you how to win the game. You're your eyebrows that he doesn't do it. No, no. Well, it was more, it was more be me like looking at him thinking, how can he not see what it is that I can see? Mm. Um, you had, you still had a four man link, the, the, the missions frontline. You want to dominate those zones. That's you right. still had your four man link. I had nothing, you know, nothing, no open pieces in ARO. That four man link could have just, Spending all the orders in your last turn, marched all the way up the table, 
to the front quadrant. You could have easily done that. Well, I did try to do that, but what I did instead is I had I had my infiltrator, and I had a TR bot that I ran up instead. So the infiltrator managed to get into your deployment zone. My TR bot could only get so far. I guessed that it was in the last quadrant, but I didn't want to move up to any more because you had a Kuang Shi sitting there. Sure. So I thought I but, just but had at to, the at the yeah. end at the end of the game, your your core link was still in your deployment zone. Uh no, it wasn't. Close enough. It was it was in the Oh, hello. We, we just had a blackout. Clearly, this is powered by. How's the, uh, uh, how's the battery life on your laptop? Kit? Oh, she's a hundred percent. Well, we can keep going. Hey, oh, there, oh, there hey, it we're is. back. Oh, no, that's no. just that's just the thing turning back okay. on. <laughs> no, you keep going. Okay, yeah, no, you you are right. Um, what I, what I did was I spent orders on stuff that could move up to your deployment zone effectively. Did that, and then spent the rest of the orders. But you have to remember that my link team was actually on a. Uh, it was deployed on the gantry. Deployed on the gantry, so I had to move all the way along the gantry and then move mm. up. And I just didn't have enough orders. I think I ended up getting to the mid zone, but that was where you had Sun Z and a bunch of Kuang Shi, so I couldn't contest that one. So I ended up taking my closest one. The TR bot ended up, well, after we measured it, I think it was an inch. It was like, just it was, like short. it was just short of being in that zone. So you ended up getting that one. So you had the, you had, you had your, your closest one. I had, you had the middle one. I only had the the closest, my closest one. And because I didn't manage to put down the multi-scanner after spending four or five orders, not getting less than an 11, I ended up getting zero points. I would have had two points, which still would have been a major, um, had I gotten it. But also had my TR bot been like an inch closer, then I think it would have been a draw mm. or maybe even a win my way. But... That's all by judging by. the zones. It's judging it's, the zones is difficult. Yeah, mm. but but you're right. Like I didn't have the Hellcat to fall back on because I needed to use it to contain this Sujan. Uh, had I had that, things could have gone differently. But all in all, it was a good game. Um, I think I just again I forgot my classifieds. I didn't think that you could do the thing that you did. The, the, the it was a mistake. I made I made a I made a fairly fatal error miscalculation in your order count and it meant that just how far a 6-4 move can get you yeah that you kept me in my deployment zone for two turns so Mm -hmm. i ended up only having one turn to move everything out and it just wasn't enough yeah so that was that was that um and then there and that was day one day two was day two day two was really good for me i I played a guy from canberra uh lachlan lachlan duck Really pleasant fellow. He was play- running Toha, which I was quite worried about because Toha and I don't have a great track record. Um, but it was a really good, really good game. Uh, it was supplies. I ended up winning narrowly. Um, again, the takeaway from that mission was, as a repeat from the whole weekend, was not thinking about how do I win this game. It was, I was thinking, I need to kill this Sukiel missile launcher because he's covering the board and stopping me from getting a second supply box. Because I got the first supply box really early on with an Ermandino, who are fantastic, by the way, like extremely impetuous engineers with FIS-14 smoke grenades, really good. Um, so instead of, so what I should have done, and I, after the game I realised that my, my mistake, and even Lachlan says I was really worried about this, he had three specialists, I had killed two of them. He had one specialist left that could get to the box, which was a paramedic. Rather than going for the paramedic, I decided I'd go for his pieces that could 
potentially come to me and take my right. box from me. To sure, instead yeah, of preventing yeah. him, instead from of getting. preventing him from taking a box. So when at the end of because he, I went first. So in his last turn, he was like, "Well, I've still got my paramedic left." He was in loss of lieutenant. So even though he was in loss of lieutenant, all he needed to do was walk his paramedic out there, use a machiel with clip smoke to throw it down in front of him, go to the box, pick it up, win the game. Well, not win the game. He basically brought it to a minor victory rather than a major. Right. And that was a mistake on my part. I was just like, well, okay, I need to stop him from taking my box, but I didn't really think about that he had one specialist left. I, I just walked Raul on, gunned him down, rather than what Raul actually did was walk on, mess, mess with his boarding shotgun, and he got blown blown apart by a bunch of heavy flamethrowers. That's what, Raul has a... Raul, Raul's really good, but a boarding shotgun burst two, even if you're needing 18, you can guarantee one of them's going to be a 19. Yeah, he's, he is still a glass cannon. Yeah. So that was a mistake on my part, but again, it's just... It came down to me was just not thinking about how can I win this game. It was... It was a, it was um, how can I kind of hold my position? Mm. So, so uh, or, preventing your opponent improving those. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I, 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 my supplies we had a very interesting game where none of us actually touched the box until the second turn. Uh-huh. Um, so there is a there is an element, and I think it depends a lot on who you're playing and what army you've got. Where for me, he had a, a five man fusilier with a missile launcher, probably really similar to what you had with the Sukiel. Just mm. watching everything. Yeah. Um, where I had to make the decision of, I know that I need to touch these boxes, but I will never get away with it if I've got that missile launcher mm. looking at me. Mm. And so I made the decision to deal with that on my first turn and then go and deal with, uh, deal with the boxes pretty much my last two t- two turns yeah. so there is an element of sometimes you do have to think about killing somebody yeah in a mission heavy game but you have to be very targeted on, on why you're killing them and, and yeah. i think like uh, sometimes i'm being too hard on myself but not it wasn't necessarily this, the decisions i made were the were bad ones they just weren't the best they just didn't end up working like out. they you know really like bad. i could have just gone and killed up all his all his pieces and i could just walked on and taken them all yeah. but when you're dealing with toha with symbiomates it's not something you can do unless you're critting a lot um I, you know i had a couple of uh, good rolls i think one of the first orders of the game i dropped a spec fire grenade on his msv2 sniper who was covering a lot of the board uh, i think i crit it or i did a wound to enemy anyway he failed his guts check and went prone so I was like sweet I can now move up with my Armandino grab the box and get the fuck out of there you know just knowing that he had the last turn I should have gone right well I need to stop him from getting the box sure um, and I think yeah and I think even in my last game even though I won that last game as well against um, Sean um, against uh, that's probably that was probably the one game where Emily did way too much. That was this was like a reason why people hate Emily because she, I don't think she missed the Rock. whole game. Um, he had like a, a a core of two Bagmarie, three regulars, uh, in a building without a roof on it, and one was his lieutenant probably, one was his data tracker, and he had like two Bagmaries kind of covering the outside. One of my first orders, I was just like, yeah, I'll try it. 
threw a spec grenade, spec fired grenade. How many of them did it hit? Three. It got the HMG Bagmarie, oh. his lieutenant, and its data tracker. Put them all down. Actually, no, maybe not the Bagmarie, but definitely his lieutenant, definitely his data tracker. Yep. Mm. He was like, well, this sucks. I was like, uh, yeah. And then I did it again. <laughs> then I did it again, hit again, and he failed his dodge and got the Bagmarie down. And I was like, oh, okay, this shouldn't happen. I'll do it again, though. <laughs> and it hit for a third time. And yeah, was, at that point, he was like... What I was saying earlier about yeah. the way that you play Emily is not what people don't like about it. Well, I can take that back entirely. Well, because yeah, that, was the only game like where, that was the only game where it happened. Um, it was just because she, she was rolling. She was on fire. I thought, I'd, you know, I got lucky with the first one. I'll try it again. Got lucky again. Third sure. time. Got lucky again. Um but again, the reason I, again I won that one, but it was it was a minor, and I can't remember the reason why it was a minor. Oh, classifieds. Yeah, ah, <laughs> of course. But in my what defense, I? the classifieds I got were predator, <laughs> which wasn't going to happen. I mean, Raul was good, but he's not that good. <laughs> and uh, that really annoying one where you have to forward observe the HGT twice. Ah, uh, oh, I was in a position to do it. Follow up. I think it's called HVT designation or something like that. Uh, I was in a position uh, to do it. I had my cyclone halfway up the board. He's got a repeater inbuilt. I was within eight inches of the HVT, but I had one. I had basically two orders left, so I could either take a pot shot at his bag Marie that was left standing, and then go into his pressure fire, or I could spend those potentially waste those two orders trying to get a forward observe off on the HVT, which would it's a fifty fifty chance of failing. So I thought. I'm not going to do that. And I didn't do that. And that's one of the sort of reasons why I didn't get that major. Because had I got that, it would have been a major. Because it turns out me putting this cyclone, this bit, uh, cyclone into suppressifier did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because this bag sniper just came around the corner. I was like, yep. yeah, I'll shoot. Bang. Bang. Cool. <laughs> so takeaways from the from the tournament as a whole, Kev, for you? Um, takeaway, yeah, from as a whole, I did make some notes. Um, probably shouldn't have changed my list two weeks before the event. Uh, remember the classifieds primary objectives should not be the only objective to focus on mm-hmm. um, generally I felt my list lacked teeth which is probably a problem with Starco anyway nothing's got two wounds nothing's really high armour I couldn't really push anything forward everything in my army would die from like an unlucky roll or a bad or a crit yep um, EM is really useful uh, I think EM's great yeah I mean it like EM got the Sujan EM got the Cutter I think I EM something else to put it into to isolate it, which was really handy. Um, EM's great for anti-hacker work as well. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I also finally see why people hate the Xenotech. Up until that weekend, I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, it's only one mission where you have to roll an 11 yeah. to Until you, until to you fail it. your roll four times in a yeah. row. And then you're like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, really well-run tournament. The tables were all really great. I had some really interesting tables to play on. I played on a couple of jungle tables that are well outside of my comfort zone because there's no elevation. There's sat zones to deal did you, with. Did you play the trees as uh, sat uh, zone? Uh, just, just sat zones. Low-vis sat zones? Yeah. No, no not low-vis. We just played them sat zones. Uh, that was against the Toha guy, which actually worked really well in my favor because when, you're, when you have a HMG, you're burst three against a missile launcher which is now the burst one mm. helps a lot yeah um, cool but well yeah. uh, we're talking about a, a well one well run well run tournament mm-hmm. why don't we move on to having a chat with uh with our good friend red yeah red we you've been sitting here 
mostly quietly for the, the time we've been talking, but kind of really we brought you in here to give us some stats. Some stats, yes. So, <laughs> so I looked at some stats. Well, I, so. well, I mean, maybe before we go on to the stats, right, how was your experience at CanCon? I fucking loved it. Yeah? It was great. Yeah, I had... Uh, I don't think there's much more that I could have done to have got more of a CanCon experience. So, uh, as we mentioned at the start of the show, I drove a truck up for Knights of Dice. So, uh, I was on, I was on site on the Friday when all the traders and stuff was setting up. So I got to see sort of the behind the scenes of what it looked like with virtually no one in there. And then over the next couple of hours, stuff just starts coming in and there's, you know, there's, I think it's the good games fought of just games and just stuff wow. just getting yeah. built. Um, It'd be a great experience, yeah. Yeah, so... I see it all get set up. So I, I didn't... Uh, so I... Yeah, so I drove the truck in there and basically threw everything out of the truck and then I took off and played PlayStation with my mate for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> um, but yeah, got in there and got to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. You were working um, super hard when I came past you on the Saturday. You were just... Yeah, yeah, ripping stuff out. Oh, so yeah. I, I still had the truck for the weekend, so I still had tables and stuff to get out. And I hadn't, uh, I might have only been there about five minutes when I saw you on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, so the, the load in and load out with the Knights of Dice guys. So I got like the trader perspective. And then the TO on the, uh, with the ITS. And you got to play as well, didn't you? And I played in the narrative as the narrative. well. So, oh, wow. So I got the, the trader, tournament organizer, and player experience. Did you enjoy the narrative? It was awesome. Yeah? Absolutely loved it. Are you able to... Because I don't... No one, no one, none of the hosts here actually played the narrative. Yeah. Can you give us... Not a review of... Um, Maybe, not you, the like specifics, but just a run, yeah. rundown of like the... the story of the narrative so, event? Yeah. So basically, the story for the narrative event was there was a... So it was called Trash Pandas to the Rescue. Okay. So the Trash Pandas, I think, are they're either Starco or Ikari. It's um, uh, Ed's. Drews. Yeah, yeah. It's Ed's, Drews. Yeah, it? Ed's Drews. Anyway, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of those non-aligned factions. So the, the story behind the Trash Pandas is last year, his CanCon, Ed took the Drews, and I'm pretty sure he came last yeah. uh, at CanCon. Victoria, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. and um, he just did not. It did not win probably a single face-to-face role. Didn't win a single role of the entire tournament. Is, is this his story behind how the commander of the Trash Pandas is like this really rich kid that gets disowned? That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, based on that experience, he wrote a whole big narrative story about <laughs> yeah. the Trash Pandas. So. All right, tell us about it. So, so basically, it's the, the Trash Pandas are um, uh, contracted to go and retrieve this box, uh, which is in a... Uh, decoy so basically there's like a 75% chance of it being a decoy so there's basically there's five different trucks and they pick one and they hit it turns out it's a decoy but the real one is ambushed a little bit further down the road and actually comes to their position and they grab it and a few different things sort of happen but what they're stealing is and big bomb basically is what it is yeah so um, i heard it was something like linked to the ei some sort of sepsister like an alien there. an alien artifact that yeah. can yeah, so sepsis to people and turn people into zombies and that sort of thing yeah. yeah that came out in, oh. the, in the last game which um which was I heard a, that was fun which was a, oh yeah that was a team game and i was paired with um was paired with peter henry 
So one of our local guys, he play. He was playing Invincible Army. Invincible Army. Shout out to Pete, by the way. Bought the Invincible Army starter pack on the Saturday. Yeah. Went. Uh, did, I'm not sure if he went back to the hotel or at uh, the he, event. He had to set- go back. He had to go back to the hotel because he didn't have a pin vice. To assemble them, yep, and then he played with them all painted hey, on a Saturday exactly. night. Exactly. So, so bought them on Saturday, assembled and painted that day. Like paid with them, hours, paid yeah. with them, painted in the narrative on Saturday night and in the ITS yeah. for the he whole week. He brought his airbrush with them from Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah. Called, he didn't have a pin vice. So he not only assembled them, did he pin them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he ended Fuck. up. He ended up having. He ended up. He got back to the hotel. To put them all together, realised he didn't have a pin vice, so he came back to CanCon to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't change my pants Absolutely. for the CanCon. Oh my God. <laughs> and this okay. guy's going around and okay. bringing yeah. all of his paint and all of his gear yeah. to paint them well, up. Well, I took all my paints yeah. and stuff up there. I was... I was You're painting, insane. All Absol- absolutely hearts. amazing effort. I was, amazing I was painting effort. line of fire markings on the models I was using for the narrative event. Five minutes before the narrative started, that, that's which again something I had planned on doing on the Friday night, but I played PlayStation with my mate instead. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, but um, but you know, you had a had a blast for the weekend though. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Cool, absolutely awesome. Yeah. So I, yeah, I guess maybe now we can go into some 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 stats and some numbers. Yeah. And what you've got to what to tell us about uh, about what we want to hear. Yeah. So I had a look at some of the uh, some of the breakdowns. I don't have the faction breakdowns because boo. Well, I've been busy running around doing stuff today, and one of the things that I had to do was... That's uh, fine. That's fine. Really. Anyway, we'll come back to that. We can do it later. So, I had, a look at the, uh, so I had a look at the different stats for the rounds to see whether or not there was one which seemed to be more swingy than the others. And mm-hmm. beforehand, everyone had sort of been saying that DCAP was probably going to be the, you know, sort of the defining, the defining round, because it's easy to get that five-point head start. Yeah. Turn one. But interestingly, most of the... There was... So, decap supplies and firefight had really, really similar results across the board. So, we had... Uh, so, Supremacy, there was 19 majors, 15 wins and one draw. Oh, sorry. 19 majors, 15 minors and one draw. Decap, we had 24 majors and 11 minors. Frontline, 18 majors, 13 minors, and three draws, hmm. which that was probably the most even of them all. Yeah, because the front line, you can cancel each other out yeah. a lot. Yeah. And it could be left down to object, yeah, like classifies or something like it that. It can come down to like one or two points as yeah. well in some of the games there. Yeah. Um, supplies, so round four for supplies, we had 23 majors, uh, nine minors, and two draws. Oh, okay, that's a big major one then. Yeah, um, yeah. Compared to the rest, right? That's at the most majors. Uh, firefight with twenty-five. Wow. Yeah, okay. twenty-five majors, eight minors, and one draw. I would find that really interesting because yeah. firefight's got a really big spread of points to get. That you can't just get it from one thing. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe 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 that plays maybe that plays into it because a lot more factions can. I'll get a lots of yeah, panoplies and I'll do a lots of my yeah. classifieds. Yeah. And then I, I killed I, just, I killed more specialists, but you killed more lieutenants. Hmm. I, I got the panoplies, but you killed more army points. It can yeah. even itself out. Yeah, yeah. So if was, if they both wipe each other out. Yeah, yeah. and uh, with yeah. with uh, with decap, 
I was I was talking before I was talking to someone before where it's going to be a minor victory because you'll get like a lieutenant or something like that. The only way you're going to get a major victory is by just wiping them out. Yeah. Mm. Because you need the more armor points, you need to kill the um, lieutenants, and you need to get the um, designated target. All of that tends to end up being I wipe the board with my sure. opponent. Yeah, because yeah. without the armor points, the more she can get seven. And all your opponent needs to do is get the five, and you cannot get unless unless you get more. And that's super hard to stop them getting that five. Yeah, Yeah. or even if they just kill the HVT without their data tracker, that's still two points. Yeah. Sorry, Red. Which one? Which round had the most minor victories? Uh, most minor victories was round one with supremacy, right? Which, which is something 15. that we kind of said le- leading sense, into yeah. it that supremacy kind of see a lot of minors. Yeah, because yeah. it's hard to get it's hard to get that ten points because you have to get that first round. I dominate more zones, which is super hard to get. Yeah, well, well, what we should do is help. we should ask Marty and get yeah. his team on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell you how he did it. <laughs> I can tell you. So, one, if, so those of you playing at home, if you're adding these up, you will notice that some of them only come to 34, not 35 games. And um, we had a couple of dropouts throughout the throughout the tourney. So, mm. so um, how, how did you, how did you deal with that? Because you already had an odd number, so you yeah. had a gumpy round, yeah, uh, or a buy round for people who don't know what a gumpy is. Yeah. Um, how did you do, when someone dropped out? Did you just get rid of the buy and just have them play? Yes. So we had uh, so we had four. With three TOs that actually rotated through as the bike player. And then you brought, I, I did notice you brought in Ryan Kirby for, and for anyone who doesn't know, is one of probably the better players of Victoria to do a gumpy against somebody. He, he, yeah, he, I'd spoken to him, I think it was like the Tuesday of CanCon week. Um, and he'd expressed interest at wanting into the ITX. So I said, well, look, there's a, there's a waiting list. Can't promise you, but, you know, take your models and we'll see what happens. Um, and then by that stage, I'd heard from 69 out of the 70 players. And then I, I was driving the truck on the way up on, on the way up on Thursday, Thursday yeah. when the uh, final player got back to me and said, look, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it. You know, work's got me out in the sticks. Um, so I'd actually told him that I had a seat at the ITS for him. And he said he was going to go play Age of Sigma instead. Mm. Disappointing. Yeah. But I think come. he, I think he ended up doing pretty well though. He, yeah. So uh, while I was winning, and uh, and he he came up to me, obviously hearing, oh Jacob's doing really well, something like that. Um, it was pretty much the same for both of us. He had taken um, an army in AOS that's pretty weak and was wiping the floor with people. Yeah. And so it was so, what, so what I what I was um what I'd heard was what happened was when they registered when everyone sort of handed in their lists for the Age of Sigma tournament, the TOs looked at Kirby's list when he gave it to them and were like, Oh, this this is an interesting list. You're just here for fun then and when they handed it back to him. Oh really? And and he ended up wiping the floor with people. Yeah, yeah. But just imagine that though, being in the situation where that tournament organizer practically makes a joke of the list that you're bringing to the game. 
But um, is it bringing two Maruts or something? Was that no, 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 this is no, there's, no, there's no Maruts in Age of Sigma. I honestly, oh, sorry, space for a second. He had four wins and he ended up going down. The game he lost was to the guy who ended up winning it. So, same story, same, exactly, similar story exactly the same wow. as me. A true hero's journey, it was, it, it, it was possibly because I, I spoke to him a, a little bit more about what he was taking. He was taking Beast of Chaos. Um, and I think it might be the same thing as when I was playing Steel Phalanx, is he's gone there because Steel Phalanx is pretty under, well, not underrepresented. Not a lot of people play them, and not a lot of people play Beasts of Chaos. We're probably going to cut this bit, by the way. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll, Fucking Beasts of Chaos, who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. enough about that's enough about Age of Sigma. I mean, I've heard it's not a bad podcast. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad yeah. game. Sorry to all Age of Sigma players out there. But, but yes, Ryan, Wait, go on. <laughs> so yes, Ryan was my he was my Gumby player for for round four. He was still in Canberra, and he was keen for a game. So awesome. Told him to come on down, and that was good because it meant that uh, uh, Chris Johnson could have the morning off and mm. get some stuff sorted out at home. So. And yeah, I mean, I mean for, really for such well. a for such a major tournament as well, uh, f- f- for one that when we're in Australia, some people have traveled traveled so far. There was half a dozen people from WA. There was another four or five people who came up from New Zealand as well. Yeah, I'm going to run through that. Oh, cool. Oh, sure. Sorry, <laughs> um, but. The fact, what I'm getting at is that you come to this five day tournament and then to get a bye and only play yeah. four rounds is just a bit rubbish. Right. So the fact that there was people there that you could still play the game. It's a good way yeah. to handling that bye. Yeah, that's really good. Well, yeah. And yeah, to actually make it to make the to make it work on OTM with uh, with basically the results that we pulled from uh, from contention as we go, I actually had to create. An ITS CanCon buy round player ah. in OTM, um, um, in OTM, and as luck would have it, they actually came last, which was really really awesome. So they right. came seventieth, yeah. which didn't muck around with our published ranks. Awesome, cool. that's great at all. So awesome. that's good. Yeah. So what other uh, delectable stats can you? Because uh, we reached pretty far and wide with. CanCon. Yeah. So, mm. so as far as so, I looked at representation. So we had six guys from the ACT, twenty-one from New South Wales, twelve from Queensland, four came up from Tassie, fifteen from Vic, and six from WA. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, did you do ACT in there as well? Yeah, there were six. Six, six okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have I mean, thought there would have been a bigger representation yeah. from the ACT. I mean, it's, mm. it's a small place. I don't know. Maybe they, yeah. I don't yeah. know the players, Unless, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But in saying that, though, two out of the top three at CanCon were from AAT, ACT. So, right. Yeah. So, so is that Rob and... And Mark Fabian. Right, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And you can come from New South Wales and be hardly anywhere an hour, from away, the, yeah. an hour away from fair the enough that's true yeah mm. so it's not like Melbourne we're all centralised in Melbourne and if you're anywhere else you just never see the middle of the yeah. city. Mm. Well, and we had one guy from the UK we did have one guy from the UK which that was probably a rude awakening for him being there well, on a 35 degree well, day for two days yeah but nasty. yeah no that was uh, that was that was a bit of an extreme effort 
No, he did really well. Um, and I think from what I've heard on the forums and that is uh, he reckons that we, we play Infinity like he plays Infinity. Yeah. So that's not like dicks, in other words. That's good. So that's good, much. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty pleased with everyone. And we, yeah, we had four. Unless you're from WA, they play, WA, they play like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're not really from us. They're not really Australian, are they? If they had their way, it wouldn't be part of Australia. No. <laughs> and then we have four guys come over from uh, from New Zealand, which... Yeah, that's good effort as well. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I was um, chatting with those guys on the Saturday night because basically everybody, Gavin Bateman, um, pillar of the community, put a, uh, put a post up on the Infinity Australia Facebook page group to get a whole group of people to one of the local clubs to um to have a catch up on the saturday night beforehand mm. and i think there was like 30 people who, who turned up which yeah. is a good half of the of the tournament yeah. um and participants there was, there was another like 30 something that were playing narrative at the time sure mm, yeah true um, i think if yeah so if we didn't have narrative we would have had yeah almost everybody there yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're looking at shuffling the uh making some changes to the scheduling for next year okay um, what can you tell we, us well, at the moment, we're thinking of changing the schedule so that we can build in community bonding time. Yay, because so, Infinity is friendship. That's right. Friendship wins. And, uh, I, I, I like wholeheartedly we, we, believe no, that. I yeah, and I we, jo- we joke about it, yeah. but the the real winner for the whole weekend was friendship. Friendship. <laughs> friendship. <laughs> I 100% agree. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I did too. So some of, the, some of the other stats I pulled out, we had in the top 20, we had four guys from the ACT, seven from New South Wales, one from Queensland. Five from Victoria. Ooh, nice. Two from West Australia and one from New Zealand. So I was looking at it in terms of, uh, so we we all know Lockie won, Lockie won Cancun. He came first. I wanted to see if there was a a way that we could work out sort of, you know, whether which state or. Mm, Yeah, so which, yeah, which they had the best representation. This is the most important uh, question. So it was New South Wales, uh, closely followed by Victoria and the ACT. And how did you work out that figure? Uh, number of placings in the top 20. Right. Yeah. So based right. on the top 20. And then, then, and this was more sort of the interesting one that I looked at, which was number of top 20 places by number of participants. So as a percentage of so the people from that state. Okay. So New South Wales, Victoria, and West Australia all ranked, all had uh, 33%. So 30 so a third of their contingent were in the top 20. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the ACT was 75%. Because two, because... Yeah, they because they had Because they had, uh, they had four out of six guys. Four of six. Oh, sorry. Fuck, my mouth's of shit. That's uh, 60-something percent. Six, yeah, 60, 66%. 66%. Yeah. Obviously, I did this in a hurry. Um, <laughs> Tassie didn't rate at all. Uh, New Zealand, a quarter of their contingent were in there. And Queensland was 8%. So... What was yeah. Victoria? 33. Oh, th- so Victoria, New South Wales, and WA. And WA. Were all a third equal. of their contingent. So you're saying there's a week. Victoria came second at CanCon. Uh, we did come second at CanCon, yes. We had five in the top Equal 20. second with well, three other had, states. Yeah. Oh, as a percentage well, yeah. of our participants, yeah. but as just in <laughs> overall <laughs> numbers. Like I said, I'm not including myself here, but we, ha- we <laughs> well, came it second. Depends. It, it depends on how you look at it. So New South Wales was seven placings in the top 20. Uh, but ACT had 75% of their, I oh, was sorry, 66% of their contingent. Yeah, right? okay. So, but the, the stats were interesting. Like, there wasn't anything particularly swingy as far as, like, the results go. Like, I was expecting, you know, 
if DCAP had have been over, you know, 30 major wins, um, or it just shows, significantly yeah, you, you, more than the others. You picked five, five pretty five, yeah. straightforward missions that everyone knows. Everyone, nothing weird or screwy with no, any of them. It was more sort of beginner friendly. Yeah, yeah. So how did you go about, because we, when, when we practiced everything, we saw a clear theme between all the missions you picked. How did you go about picking those five missions? So we started with a selection, I think it was of about 10 missions, which I think were proposed by Rob Cantrell, who came second. Mm-hmm. I'll have that noted. <laughs> the person um, who came second helped pick yeah. the missions. Hmm. Well, <laughs> well when, you've, when you've got two TOs in your top three. Sure. Uh, but so there was a, so there was a selection of I think it was about ten missions that were that were drawn up, uh, and then between the seven of us, seven of us, eight of us, we went through and we voted our five. And the day that they decided to do it, I hadn't even read the ITSX document yet, so I had no idea what the missions were. I hadn't played a game in ITSX, so they've all gone through and started doing their votes. And it's nice I to have a, a variety of voices in the management team. Yeah. Not everyone's an experienced top-tier player. You yeah. Good to have that. So, so I was being asked to vote on missions and I had no idea what what they were or, yeah, how, they, or how they changed <laughs> from season nine. And so said so how, did you pick, how did you pick them? Okay. So how did I pick them? So by the time I got around to voting, everyone else had already voted. Right. And I knew the outcome of the previous <laughs> votes. So you just went, went, went along with the... No, so, so I... So there were a couple which we ended up... There were... My, my five votes could influence, I think it was like two or three missions. Um, so I put Firefight in there purely because I love that mission and you get yeah. some wacky... You get some wacky combinations coming out. I, I, it's my favourite mission as well. And I just wanted to hear the stories of like Tags getting a motorcycle or an Oddie Warbin getting an HMG and then going on a rampage. Was what I was. Quick side note, we, one of the prizes that we were going to give away as a, as a podcast was one of the patches that we had from the Tidewater Infinity crew yeah. for the best combination of a model and something from the Panoplies. Yeah. And it turns out that the best combination that anybody got for the whole tournament was me <laughs> uh, because my Sujan pulled out a motorcycle. Really? So, John doesn't need a motorcycle. Wait, does he get any faster when he yeah, does that? Yeah, that well, it, it means that I'm now 8-6 in Instead combat form or in mobility form, I'm 8-6 going up walls. <laughs> Climbing plus on a motorcycle. Let's not just through all those interactions with having a motorcycle. And then then Sujan really does do what Sujan wants. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Firefight, I put in... I had the option of getting that over the line, so I put that one in there because I love it. I'm not sure if it was either Supremacy or Decap or one of the other ones that I could influence, but there were a couple of choices that I made which would purely for minimal effort for setting up between rounds. So trying to keep deployment zones and stuff consistent um, between games, because I think it's uh, like Power Pack, I think was one of the options that we had in there, which has the corner deployments. And yeah, up, that's, so that's a good point, back. actually. Yeah, because both missions on the second day had the exact same, exact with, same the, with the three points through the middle for yeah, supplies and for them all up in the morning, and then that was it. Didn't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. Uh, and supremacy, you know, you pull the buttons away, and 
after that, it's good to go for decap and frontline because you don't need the, you don't the need objective other tokens. No, it's good to have Sorry. that to think ahead. Yeah, so you guys got so many just, things to do and particularly for such a large tournament where you've yeah. got 70 players 35 tables yeah. you want to have the minimal uh, changes do we want to spend 30 minutes with like three different guys going through and remeasuring that's right and shifting stuff around and yeah. always just just walk through and just whip all the uh, whip all the objectives off the table and then it's and it's good to go for the next round it seemed really smooth on on my end given I hadn't run a tournament before and everyone that's Everyone I've spoken to has said that it just felt really slick. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in part, we our, our timing, our, because we were po- like, those of you that didn't attend KenCon, we had all the pairings posted on the infinitycancon.com website well and truly ahead of time. <laughs> um, sorry, in a lot of instances, they're they about half an hour or so ahead of schedule. Um, so because of that, we had people meeting at tables 15 minutes before I actually started the game clock, uh, which meant that some of the games were going, were having two hours and 15 minutes allowed for them. And some of them ran overtime at the other end, which that wasn't necessarily a problem. So while we had a clock running for two hours for the games, uh, I think the longest we went over was maybe 20 minutes. And mm. that just comes off your break at the other end. Having yeah. that having that website that we could go to that showed the pairings was absolutely amazing. Yeah. It means that everybody's not crowding around a board or a screen or something to figure out who they have to pair with. Yeah, you just go on your phone, hit hit a refresh, and it's all up there. Yeah. That was that was that was very slick. Yeah, well, except for only for round three. Yeah. Round three, round four. There was there was one there was one round one round where there might have been some technical difficulties, yeah. round, but everything else sm- smooth smooth as you could want. Yeah, yeah. Which that's yeah. I mean, I didn't really have we had had a couple of issues over the weekend. One of them was uh, couldn't get the couldn't get the pairings up to the website. That wasn't you know. I'll that was just, that was just one round. That was just one round as well. I yeah. think the look on your face, Kevin, sort of no, sum that up I, when you've come up, come up towards the table, looking like you're about to ask me where the hell you need to be, and you've gone and just sort of sorry. He's <laughs> oh just God. he's just looked around and done this big stare at the at the uh, at the at the projector wall, yeah, yeah. and realised that all the pairings are posted They're up right on there, there, and he's just Duh. oh, I need to go over there, and then off. Uh, no, I was just going to voice. So. I was I was just going to say the only. Um, criticism i would have and this is actually nothing to do with the to's work it was that we were um unfortunately sandwiched into uh, some even sweatier nerds some of them who didn't quite understand what dress code was in the the 40k uh tournament uh more more than one occasion i looked up from my game i was like that's way too many folds I'm looking at. I just just put a so shirt I'm on. I'm sure me. there was a guy over there, literally stripped down to his boxer shorts uh-huh. yeah. to play his games. That, that yeah. was the picture, like, yeah. That's the picture. Yeah, that's yeah, there's that, a picture of it. That online. picture was on. Uh, that picture was taken. That photo was taken on. That was the sat- Saturday. No, that photo was the Sunday. Oh really? White shorts on the Saturday. Oh good heavens! Yeah. I know. Yeah. Was it, is there anything worse than that? I don't know. Oh, hopefully next year we get. A hundred players, so we get like a pavilion to ourselves. Exactly. Nice. So, mm. so from from our perspective as a uh, as a podcast, um, we're going to start promoting beforehand a bit earlier than what we did this year. I mean, we did a lot of work leading up to CanCon this year with all our Road to CanCon episodes. Mm. What we're planning on doing this year is is getting ahead of the 
ahead of that curve before the tickets even go on sale to really mobilize the community. You'll be behind the game, mate. I've already started. Exactly. Well, yeah, of course. I'd started plugging 2020 before 2019 had even happened. But I I think what... to the Americans and the, what, our friends in the Northern Hemisphere. What we've started to see, I mean, even even with with tournaments that have been announced since, mm. if we talk about Novacore, for example, which yeah. is a, a tournament that that uh, that pillar of the community, Gav Bateman, is running in Newcastle. Um, it's ca- it was originally capped at fifty people. It's not until June. That tournament is four four months away, right? Yeah. It's uh, it was capped at 50 people, sold out already. He raised the cap to 60, sold out again. Jeez. He's now raised the cap to 80 people and I think it's already over 70 who have Yeah, I was just checking the group chat. And it's, it's already like gone to 73. It's already passed this morning. I thought yeah. I saw he was one away from doing the next raffle. Yeah, exactly. I so it was 79. Yeah, so it's 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 all it's going to sell out and it's going to be even more players in Cancon because I think everyone's fi- everyone's actually realized that that if you want to go to these things, you got to jump on it. You got to mm. buy your tickets as soon as you can, as soon as they go on sale. Because, like we saw at CanCon, if you don't, the 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 player cap will, will be reduced because other people will take those tables. Yeah, as yeah. soon as you lose, is basically what it comes down. Exactly. But also, um, we've we've seen an explosion of players in the new year. We've seen an explosion of events already. We've got, I think, six already locked and loaded just in Victoria for mm. this year. Mm. Um, so people know that are well ahead of time and we're going to promote the hell out of CanCon at each of these because essentially they are all in a way a road to yeah. CanCon yeah um, and, and, and 2018 was a great year for Infinity and I yeah. think 2019 is going to be even better do you think because we, we have the CanCon was it's still getting bigger like this is the biggest year it was yeah even just in Melbourne just in our little space Right in the southeast side of Melbourne, we've had four, five new players just the, here. I mean, of, probably even more than that. There's been an explosion no. of, 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 of brand new people you, come in. You have had a demo game to, at my house yesterday. Yeah, y- yesterday. Don't you love what? inviting strangers to your house yeah. to play to play games? That it's never- great. <laughs> I've got a dog. If the dog doesn't like them, then they don't <laughs> them. But what what happened? What, what is it something I'll, t- that I'll tell you can- what happened Jacob oh. lost lieutenant <laughs> yes there is a, a correlation there's a direct there. correlation <laughs> between this podcast uh, and the increased player base in the Melbourne area don't get started is it something that in Australia that the community has done because we have some great people at, at CanCon like you said the f- friendship really was the winner of CanCon I have never felt closer to Julian in my life <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um, they've, they've changed the laws now so it's fully legal yeah. for you to get married <laughs> yeah. um, is it something that they did with Infinity the game itself because the models are getting prettier easier to put together and way more accessible or is it something that we've done with the community that you might think? And I'm not asking for answers here. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think there is a single answer to that question. But, I mean, apart from it being a net positive for, mm. for everyone, yeah. that mm. that the, the community as a whole is a great player base. Everyone's super friendly. The way the game plays forces you to interact with your opponent. Mm. Um, it doesn't have that net listing that you see in other games. It doesn't have the, the that sort of toxic environment that you might see in other games everyone's super friendly everybody gets on from what i've seen most of the time and um and i think the more we can do to promote that the the, the better yeah. i agree and as one more thing 
if we can get if we can get 80 people at the Overcore, there's no reason why we can't get 100 and make Bostria eat his words and come to exactly. CanCon 2020. That's mm-hmm. right. If that happens, Rid, you have to email him every day with the amount of players <laughs> we have. And, say, and then just a screenshot of him saying, if you get 100 players, uh, like make him eat his words. What did he say? 2037 or something, or something like, like that? We're going to get 2020. <laughs> 2020. 175 years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, great. Well, um, okay. we might wrap it up there then, guys. Yeah. Um, if there's nothing so. else we wanted to, to add, um, thanks again for listening, people. Um, any feedback, happy, happy to take it. But yeah, we're uh, we're still going strong with um, with with bringing out contact to content to you as regularly as we can, and um, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you all next time. As far as just before we, before we cut it, just, as far as um, tournaments go. Oh, rising in March. Sure, we can do a local. Kev, do you want to do a shout out to your tournament? Oh yeah, mate. No worries. Uh, I've got Eastern Uprising Three Trinity happening on the sixteenth of March at House of War. Missions are Armory, Unmasking, and no Armory Frostbite Unmasking. Three missions that no one in this meta has really played before. Can I? Can I just say? Can I just say as well? Like, I'm so glad that we don't have to play Cancom missions anymore. I 100%. think that's the only those only those five missions are the only missions I've played in the past three months. Yes, yeah. it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be such a refreshing change. Twenty dollar entry, beginners more than welcome. And there's a slow grow happening like two weeks before that. So mm-hmm. if you want to get into it and work up to 300 points, it's the perfect perfect tournament to come to. Um, no uh, link will be in the show notes. And Great. that also leads into we've got. ECM, so Elite Command Melbourne, happening in uh, April 28, 29. Yep. In April. Which is 400 points limited insertion. Good, Heap of fun. Good, dumb fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the big toys. But get on board with that one quick because that'll probably go too. Definitely. Great. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Thanks for all for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Red. Thanks, Red. Thanks, Red. Cheers. Cheers.